and is only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain scenes or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Dan Ellis. Tonight we'll be joined by Dan Errol, who will be speaking to us about godless parenting and Ken Ham's arc. Woo! Christian Little warns us that the gay sky is falling. Meowed is back, bitches! Woo-hoo! And Oklahoma's keeping their death grip on the Ten Commandments. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like... Uh, Touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. You're done. You're done. Obama! All the time. How's everything going? Yeah, great. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. I'm really excited to be able to actually speak to you instead of just chat with you back and forth on Facebook and <laughs> comments and stuff like that. There are there yeah, are three of us here, by the way, uh, Dan. So I'm Matt. Nice to meet you electronically. Yeah, nice to meet you, Matt. Uh, and I'm Ryan Duffy. Hey, Ryan. So what's been what's been happening lately? I saw that you posted a group photo with Seth Andrews. Where was where was that taken? Oh, that was uh, here in San Diego. Uh, it was a it's called the Godless Gala, and it was a it's the first annual of hopefully what will be many. Uh, yearly events here where they try to bring out, you know, a big speaker and they had a bunch of tables set up with different local uh, groups and out-of-state groups and local businesses coming out to, to meet everybody. It was a really good turnout and Seth spoke and I spoke and uh, Ryan Bell from A Year Without God was there. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. So this is just kind of a little uh, regional conference kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, it's the first time they, they tried it, and hopefully next year it gets even a little bit bigger. Fantastic. But, uh, it was fun, and I think it seemed to have a, it drew a pretty decent crowd for, especially for San Diego, yeah. where the crowds tend to, there's a lot of people here, but getting them together for one event is next to impossible. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, we're excited to talk to you about. Um, Let's start with a little bit of your history. Uh, how long have you have you always been an atheist? Uh, no, I, I would say probably sometime around fifteen, sixteen. Uh, I really started questioning everything to the point where I had kind of abandoned faith, and then sometime between fifteen and eighteen, during that transition, I sort of just gave up on the whole concept of of God or something else out there, and kind of just realized we're it. Yeah. yeah, he's not there. <laughs> so what uh what what religious faith were you raised with or uh Pentecostal? Ooh. Pentecostal. Uh, yes, but not the not the snake handling kind, mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> that's a bit more southern Pentecostal, but uh they the speaking in tongues and dancing and uh, running up and down the aisles. Mm. Uh like Jesus can crazy sort of Yeah, yeah, just like that actually. There were I, I can remember my memories of the sermons are, and services are getting less and less as the years go on. Uh, cause I stopped going when I was like 12 or 13, 
but um, I just remember lots of like, you know, the preacher, pastor would be talking and they yell and they get very excited and they jump up and down. And then all of a sudden somebody in the, you know, in the stand, or the pews or whatever would get up and just start running up and down the aisles with their hands in the air speaking in tongues. And everyone would start jumping up and down in excitement. And it was, they were crazy. It was an insane experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all got the spirit. Yeah. Got to let it out. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So and, uh, they tried to teach me. They tried to teach me speaking in tongues, and that's kind of what started my downward spiral. Was it didn't work? But, but, and I was like, "Wait, this is weird." <laughs> having to physically be taught how to have the spirit of God inside you and have Him make you talk. <laughs> yeah. It was, well, it's kind of like how how to pray to have it happen. Oh, okay. And I was like, a, me and a bunch of other teenagers all kind of huddled together and they were teaching us how to do it and you know laying their hands on us like they do and other people started doing it and speaking like that and i was like what's going on i couldn't do it and at first i felt like i was failing and then that's kind of what led me down that road of well did i do something wrong or is this just bs yeah when when actually the other other kids are probably just trying to imitate what they had seen everybody else doing well this is what this is what's right this is what should be happening right let's this sounds good let's go with this I, i thought wow, they can do it and I can't. And now yeah. as an adult, I look back and think, you know, they, they felt pressured to, you know, yeah. speaking in tongues is just a bunch of clicks and whistles. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> so <laughs> no one can judge you if you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a 15, 16, 18. Um, and you say that the, the trying to learn speaking in tongues kind of, started you on the path is there any one thing that you can you can point to as being like the the biggest thing or you know i I know for most people you know it's kind of a a progression it's a it's kind of a you know snowball rolling downhill kind of thing where it's all the little things that start to add up they can't really point to you know one specific thing but there are a few different things that they can highlight you know you you mentioned the speaking in tongues is are there any other uh yeah, you know, I started once I kind of abandoned the idea of, of Pentecostal religion or even Christianity in general. I got interested in other religions, but never really, you know, as, like I would read about them. And I, I bought uh, Dianetics and I oh. bought uh, some book, I can't remember the book on Judaism I bought and stuff like that. You know, just kind of not even finishing them, but like picking up and trying to get into them and realizing that they weren't for me. Yeah. Uh, all kind of just added to the you know, none of these make sense thing. And then it wasn't until I read the Satanic Bible where I realized they don't believe in God or Satan that I kind of realized, wait a minute, like that idea makes more sense to me that there's neither. Yeah. Right, it, right. That, and it kind of that shock that way. They don't even believe in this. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't either. And that, because really I, I grew up kind of sheltered from the fact that there were only two people in the world. People okay. that believed in God and Satanists. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. but one or the other. Right. I was. I was never. I was never really taught about the fact that there were uh, something called an atheist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even when I first lost that belief, all I had known about atheism at the time was what I would see on TV, which was, or at least looked like a religion. Yeah. Because it was atheists attacking this, atheists doing <laughs> that, and it just seemed like another group of people telling you what to do, and that's all you got. I mean, this is pre everyone having a computer in their home. So it wasn't like an internet I could hit and learn all about this. So, you know, just what I had heard or could find from other people. So even then I lost belief and I was like, but I'm no atheist. 
Right, right. <laughs> that's 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 a really interesting point. I just I I had a real kind of a there was a, I was driving home from work today and um I I don't listen to music all that much but my wife likes country I hate it um and <laughs> there was a song on where uh he was talking about finding Jesus I don't know some probably shitty southern town he grew in his, up in, in or his whatever. truck yeah and, and anyway but but he he the one of the lines was that you know it's full of sinners and believers and i looked at her i'm like how is the opposite of believing being a sinner mm-hmm. like you know but that that's the common equation that people that you know that's an equivocation mm-hmm. that people make all the time that you know you're a believer or else you're, you're a sinner. This satanist right and so but I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, this the way that Christians it's how it's, that. it's how it's taught, though, because if you listen to like Kirk Cameron, great example, <laughs> yeah. constantly loves to reference the fact that he used to be an atheist. Well, yeah. But if you listen to him talk about that time, he doesn't talk about not believing in God. He talks about rejecting God's word and accepting a sinner's lifestyle and, yeah. and Satan and things. So he talks about it like he believes they're there. But he just wasn't listening, right? But like you said, so, having a religious really, battle, right? And so to them, and it, I think it's sort of taught to them, but it's also part of the the propaganda and the dialect they're fed is that you know atheists don't not believe in God. We are mad at or we reject yeah. Yeah. his teachings, and so they think of themselves as atheists when really they just what they want to say is. I wasn't the right kind of Christian at the time, or I didn't believe the right way, and they just assign that to atheism. And yeah. you hear it almost every day. Think about how many times you've talked to a Christian that says, well, I used to be an atheist, yeah. but but they never were. It wasn't yeah. like they were saying, like, they don't, there was no evidence, and I found evidence. It was like, it was right. just, well, I wanted to drink and do drugs, but then one day I realized I couldn't do that my whole life. Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, Kirk Cameron and people who say that, who say things like that, I liken them to the people who who just think that, you know, who view other atheists as just like basically re- rebelling against their invisible sky daddy. You know, it's it's that you you know they're there, you just don't give a shit. You're going to do what you want. You're just a rebellious dumb teenager, you know. You're you're just denying their existence or their their power or authority over you. It's not that you don't believe they're there, you just choose to reject them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times people like Kirk Cameron, you know, make make that leap to say that that's atheism when yeah, that's I, not at all the case. I actually took a I actually took a whole different uh take on that, but I I mean there's a big difference between being an atheist and a skeptic, right? Which are those two things have definitions in and of themselves, but being an atheist and just not, you know, taking half a dozen years or so and not really thinking about religion is not the same as being an atheist right. necessarily. Which is, I think, what Kirk Cameron did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if I listen, I've listened to a couple old interviews of his, and he's very much him, him, not like you know just Christians in general, but him specifically references that God is there the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that he's rejecting him and things like that. Like, you know, I didn't want to hear what he had to say. Well, that's by definition not an atheist. Yeah, that's that's the fuck you, uh, Dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's the way that they excuse past behavior. Yeah, right. They can, they feel like if they if they say, "Well, I was rejecting God, I didn't accept God," and then suddenly they did. They feel at that <clears throat> at that point when they accept, 
they've wiped the slate clean. Well, if it's once saved, always saved, what's what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean Um Can I change gears on you for just a second? Um go for it. I I have a fourteen year old and he splits time between me and his and his mother, who is a rather devout Mormon. Um and so there's kind of an interesting transition he's got to go through all the time. And I know you you've you've got a pretty popular book on this subject. So I just wondered, uh, I mean, I, I, obviously I'm leaving you a very broad area, but you know, how, <laughs> what, um, what advice might you have, I guess, um, for when he comes to stay with me? I would say a dialogue is the most important part of the whole thing is letting him know he can talk to you about things that have been told to him at, at his mom's, at his, at his, at his church, if he's going to church with her, uh, at a friend's house that's associated with, you know, her side of things, I guess. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the, uh, you know, if you guys live in different parts of town, et cetera. But if, if you, you know, if he has friends that are more associated, like I see these friends when I go to mm-hmm. mom's house, and I see these friends when I go to dad's house, kind yeah. of deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, he might, letting him know that he can come to you and, and ask you questions and that you're not going to scold him for questioning if they're true or not, that, uh, it's an open dialogue. So he can come and say, Hey, you know, they told me this and, you know, I don't know. I, I would assume you're kind of out enough that he understands that you don't believe yeah. in the same thing as mom does. Uh, but letting him know that you're not going to judge him if he was to come to you and say, you know, this makes sense to me. And this is kind of, I want to explore this, letting him know that, okay, well, let's explore it and be open to him telling you about it. But letting him know you're not going to judge him, but you're not going to lie to him. And if you think something sounds silly, you're going to say, I think this sounds silly. Here's why. How do you feel about it? Or, you know, something like that. And I think it's, it just becomes an open dialogue. I think that works regardless because at any age, kids are going to be kind of exposed to different beliefs. Mm-hmm. And even if the parents are together and both atheists, the kid's going to come home and be like, hey, you know, Johnny, it's cool told you about this great new thing called Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> this great you, new 2,000-year-old thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to push them away from it because then they're going to be like, well, I want to know more because my parents don't like it. Right, but you right. don't want to, you don't want to, uh, you also don't want to make them believe what you believe. You want them to find their own path. And I think just, just opening up the dialogue and letting them know, if you ever want to talk to me about it, I'm right here. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you don't have to be afraid to ask me questions. I'm not going to think any less of you. In fact, you know, maybe you can teach me something or we can discover mm-hmm. things together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I know with my kids that was that's the biggest thing that I've tried to do is just not teach them what to think but how to think and to let them know that they can always come to me with any questions they have, you know. You don't need to be embarrassed or or feel bad or think I'm going to get mad. Any of those things may happen, but but not necessarily. You know, you should still feel free to come and talk to me about things. Exactly. And I, I know this is one of the subjects we actually had someone write into us asking to talk more about and get some guests on talking about basically yeah, how to raise a kid without religion and all that kind of stuff. And you know, if we just find an author who had a book yeah. coming out, yeah, I wish we could, <laughs> we could figure that out. That'd be pretty cool. Well, and, and your book is due to be released in, in was it September? Yeah, September 1st. So it, it came out once on a different publisher, and that publisher got sold, and I wasn't able to get out of that contract, uh, which I wasn't happy with. 
and signed a new, much better contract. So the book will actually be more widely available uh, on September 1st. Hmm. Oh, excellent. Okay. So if people are looking for like like some good parenting tips that they might be able to find in your book without having to obviously give your book away on yeah, air. No, yeah, no spoilers. But, but uh, you know, because it is a very common question that does come out with people in the communities, you know, they were raised religious and now they're trying to raise a child non-religious, but they don't want to go about it the wrong way. Is there any teasers you want to give for people or just kind of how to tactfully go about things with their children? Uh, well, you know, the book focuses first on how to approach issues. Uh, like, like we talked about right just before when yeah. they have questions or when they come home from school with, with these questions, how to address them and how not to, it was the book was kind of born out of the idea that I didn't want, I didn't want to force my own kid to become an atheist. Okay. Like, cause I didn't want to be accused of the same thing that I, uh, other, you know, Christian parents not to do mm-hmm. or religious parents not to do. Uh, but then I kind of, as I wrote it, I realized that the book for me needed to be more focused on the parent themselves and more or less that maybe the kind of person or the kind of atheist they should be, quote unquote, uh, without you know, telling you who to be, yeah. but that being open and honest about it. I, I know a lot of parents hide. Uh, the fact that they're an atheist, if you're doing it for safety reasons, I know people that live in the South that don't come out openly because of fear of losing their job or their families abandoning them. Uh, but if you're doing it just because, you know, you think it has such a negative connotation and you don't want to be judged in that way, you're actually doing your kids a disservice because you're telling them to hide who they are. Yeah, right. And so the book, I didn't kind of set out to write it this way, but it sort of turned into a uh, activism book for parents almost where it starts off at the beginning talking about talking to your kids about religion spending time with them about all different world religions and then it kind of shifts into a uh, let's talk about the, the problems religion causes in the world and how as parents we can address those mm-hmm. so I talk about I talk about I mean from sexual orientation to race uh, to coming out yourself uh, as an atheist uh it's absolutely kind of it's a it's a broad book and it's short. I, I try not to be too too long with it. I kind of want it to be quick points mm-hmm. that I have, quick thoughts I have, and then move on. So you're not kind of buried in 400 pages of every <laughs> opinion I have. <laughs> <laughs> there are two there are two main things that I know a lot of atheist parents struggle with uh, in in trying to raise their kids. Where other family members are still religious, you know, where the where the parents have left the religion behind and are now having children of their own, and you know, aunts and uncles and grandparents are all still very religious. Uh, the the one that I hear most often is, you know, how do I deal with, uh, you know, when when little Johnny goes over to grandma and grandpa's house and stays with them for the weekend, and grandma and grandpa want to take him to church. Um. You know, how do I deal with that, or how do I deal with grandma and grandpa, you know, talking about God all the time, or wanting to pray over over meals and 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 that kind of thing? What what are do you have any suggestions for for atheist parents out there wondering how to deal with those types of issues? Uh, yeah, you know, for for us, I have my grandparents are very fundamentalist, so my my son's great grandparents are, and we just moved three thousand miles away. That makes it a little easier. <laughs> that was, that was the best solution we could come up with is just to move as far away as we can. So we changed completely. Um, it's it really the best advice I could give. 
and really what really sparked most of the questions I kind of tackle in the book was my grandparents. Mm. Because when I said, Hey, you know, Nana, Papa, we're having a baby. Are you going to have a baptized? Yeah. Are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? What are you going to do about this? And they had questions immediately. And I sort of just was like, well, these are things I'm actually going to have to address at some point. And uh, so a lot, you know, a lot of people said to me, like, you know, my kid was two when I started my book. And they were like, what do you know about parenting? And I was like, well, it's not what I know. It's kind of my roadmap. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I wrote. And and really, like, it became how to address this. And my thought was, and how I've actually approached it to date with my grandparents is, you're not allowed to talk about this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want a relationship with my kid, you can't do this. Hmm. And if I find out you're doing it, you're go- I'm going to cut off your relationship. What's more important to you, proselytizing my kid or having a relationship with him? Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, if, if they, well, my son's older and they want, and they keep, if they keep hammering, I'm like, sure. If you want to have a discussion with him and he's open to it, I'm coming along. Yeah. Right. That's gonna shut them up immediately. <laughs> yeah. It already drives them. It already makes them mad. I know more about their own religion than they do. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Satan worshippers that know more about Jesus. Than they do. <laughs> how did they initially receive the the ultimatum? I mean, how was that? How was that dealt with? Uh, surprisingly well, because they. I'm kind of lucky in the fact that that's sort of a respect level they have. Uh, hmm. so they kind of bring those problems to me instead. So I see if they're, if my grandmother gets concerned that we're all going to hell, uh. she emails me. No, oh, right. <laughs> you know, oh, I just, I was thinking about this and I get it. Like, it, I mean, it must be difficult if you really do believe your family members are going to burn in hell Yeah, sure. to sure. watch it, to watch it happen. So I, I have this sympathetic side to, I believe they really believe these things. And uh, I also have um, grandparents who are a bit on the sympathetic side. So when they, when they call or say something, you know, it just really scares us. I say, do you really believe in a God that if I was wrong and I died would send me to hell, even if I did all super nice things Mm. and I was a good person all the time, Mm. would he be so petty to care that I didn't worship him? And she goes, well, not the God I believe in. Right. And I was like, so then why are you worried? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why, like, just be worried that I'm a good person. If you see me doing bad things, be worried that I'm doing bad things. If you don't see me doing bad things, you don't see me, like, you know, being this bad or, you know, quote unquote, for her sinful person. Mm -hmm. Then what are you worried about? Right. Uh, That's a great point. And uh, she calms down. She gets, because, you know, because it's also... You know, she goes to a not very progressive church, but progressive enough that they know how to adapt slightly to the time. Mm-hmm. So even the church is toning down hell because they know it's not drawing in crowds. Yeah. And well, and it's you really know, uh, hard to defend, too. Right. And cultures, the, you know, our cultural societal morality is changing and hell is being seen as this awful relic of religion that is harmful. Yeah, and so now religions are toning it down. Well, it's not a burning place; it's a separation from God. Yeah, yeah. yep. And you know they're really trying to explain away the awfulness of hell to sort of you know bring people. It's like even the Pope. 
I know he didn't say atheists can go to heaven, but like he implied <laughs> that, you know, good people can, you know, get to heaven and then, you know, kind of repent and et cetera, et cetera. Much more complicated than the headline said, but <laughs> that's the changing dialogue. Yeah. That's the, you know, we have to get, a, I mean, even the, the Pope even said, you know, well, now unbaptized babies don't go to purgatory. They go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Because people were starting to think, wait a minute, that's really messed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so how, what do you, what do you feel about the religions becoming more moderate? You know, do we, do we congratulate them on their, you know, quasi progressive stances and changes on views? Or do we still try to remind people, no, this is what they used to say. This is what they're saying now. It's still bullshit. This is what the books still say. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what your, your goal is. Um, like my, my more personal fight is less. You know, I, I, well, first, I despise religion, and I would love it gone. But I want to force it out. It needs to go on its own. Okay. And it goes on its own naturally. It's going to go on its own. Not in my lifetime. Not in my kid's lifetime. Maybe if we're lucky in his kid's lifetime, they'll start to see the, you know, the drop-offs of, you know, there used to be Mormons. There used to be Baptists. <laughs> uh, but... My my concern is the harm it does specifically. So if religions mm. become more modern and do away with a harmful practice, that just gives me one less thing to worry about. Yeah. So yes, they're still preaching crap, they're still preaching bullshit. But if I can say, all right, I don't need to worry about the fact that they're not stoning witches anymore, I can now focus on the fact that they're hurting education. Right. Uh, the ones that stop hurting education, I can then focus on the fact that they're you know doing X, Y, and Z, or or telling kids you know, harmful things about hell. You know, a little, yeah. each, each time they give up a belief and have to adapt to a modern society, that's a victory. Right. And in, because in, that means they've had, they've been forced out of, uh, of their position and they have to adapt. And eventually they're going to adapt themselves right out of a belief system. Yeah. 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 I, I, think, gonna, I, so think, I think, I think, I think I agree say that in 50 years, they're going to be, they're going to be touting the fact that they were, they were at the forefront of leading the way for uh, gay marriage and yeah. gay rights. Yeah. For marriage equality, exactly. yeah. for, for civil Fucking rights. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I, I was going to say that that's, that's the part, you know, I, I agree with you on principle that, yeah, you know, as they become more progressive, this is, that's ultimately that's a good thing. You know, it, it's better for everybody involved. I, I have a huge problem with them taking a revisionist stance on their history of social issues, you know, to say that, oh, no, you know, it was religion that led the way towards civil rights for black people yeah, and slaves. for women's suffrage and yeah. for, yeah, for ending the slave trade. And, and you know, I'm sure that in 20 years we're going to hear that religion is what led the way toward uh, marriage equality for, oh, for same-sex no, couples. Did I step on your, your punchline there? Sorry, no. Man. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that it's but just yeah, that revisionist history bit yeah. of it that really bothers yeah. me. Well, yeah, I don't know. That, David I mean, Barton that, it, seems to be pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it drives me just it drives me just as crazy to hear. I mean, I go off about the Confederate flag or the KKK, and then someone says, "Whoa, well, it was you know you liberals that formed it." It's, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a revisionist history. Like you yeah. liberals that formed it, you know, were God loving. I was like, find me a KKK member who's an atheist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can find me a white supremacist who's an atheist. I have no doubt about it. But yeah. you're not going to find me a KKK member no. who is it, which is a openly staunch Christian organization. Yeah. 
and tell me that, you know, I don't care. You can put whatever Democrat or Republican label on it you want. I'll argue, you know, the history of the New Deal, you know, and later with you all you want. But there's one thing they all have in common. They were God-fearing Christians that formed these organizations. And, you know, I have no doubt many Christians fought to end slavery. Right, right. It wasn't religion that ended slavery by any means. But, of course, that's the history they want. And you're right. In 20 and 50 years, you know, they're going to talk about, and it's, it all, it all becomes the fact that they have to then attach themselves to the liberal church. Because there are plenty of churches and plenty of church members I know personally that since the beginning fought for marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Because, and you know, those churches and those church members, I'm glad they were on our side. Regardless of sure. other differences we have, we needed their numbers. That those, that kind of support changes public policy. Absolutely. But what's going to happen is the now more fundamentalist churches that were very against it in 20, 50 years are going to have moved into that more liberal position. And the liberal left is probably going to have moved even further left. As yeah. yeah. New issues we can't even imagine come to light. <laughs> yeah. And right. they're going to say, well, look, we're, we're a liberal church. We, you know, we fought for, for same sex marriage because, because they're going to attach themselves to the evangelical side. Like, not not very few evangelicals supported it, but they're going to find that group of evangelicals that did and attach themselves to it. Yeah, those three or four churches that and, were big in it. And, yeah. Right. And and they kind of do that throughout history, and they just attach themselves to the to that, you know, part of the church that accepted it, and then kind of make it look like they all accepted it. Yeah. yeah. And they don't yeah. talk about the fact that 65, 75% of them didn't. They don't I, want you to think about that. I think we do have a little bit of an advantage, though, at this point, in civil rights history, because we'll be able to refer back to YouTube, you know, and, and all these pod- <laughs> where we haven't been able to do that before. And so when they want to claim they were connected, we can say, ah, ah, ah. you know, Barry Lynn is, yeah. is okay, but the rest of you guys, you know, not so much. Yeah. Well, and, and Dan, yeah. you, you mentioned, uh, you know, that there are a lot of people who, you know, or, or you said that, you know, certainly there were, there were a lot of Christians who, you know, fought to free the slaves and, and who fought for women's suffrage and things like that. I think, I think the problem that, that we see and in the, in the revisionist history that we see is the people equate, you know, a handful of Christians acting just as good people and saying that Christianity is what drove them to mm, do that. Yeah, you know, that their religious faith is what, is what drove them to be good people when clearly that's not the case. I mean, there's not a single issue. And, and I've, I've asked people this, you know, from all stripes, all different types of religion, tell me one single thing that you can do as a good for society that you can only do through religion, that you cannot do without religion. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I have yet to have anybody give me any good answer for that. It's always just, right. well, you know, religious people do good stuff all the time. Okay, yeah, fine, religious people do. Not all religious people, certainly, but there are other people who are definitely not religious who are doing those same good things without religion. Mm-hmm. Right, and that, that, I mean, I think you just hit the nail on the head. It's the fact that they want to equate that, you know, we, we know that the majority of African Americans in this country are Christians, or, or at, mm-hmm. least, at least religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... So they look at that and say, well, the civil rights movement was a Christian movement because everybody in there hmm. was a Christian. But everyone in, in there also had, you know, wore pants. Yeah. You know, and they wore, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, you know I mean, like, I can, they, well, they all wore shoes, so 
everyone that wore <laughs> shoes supported civil, you know, civil rights movement. Right. It becomes it becomes attacking everything on. It's it's you know it's the same argument we have when people say you know well Hitler did this well Hitler had a mustache. Yeah. A mustache is a genocidal dictator. <laughs> uh, and that, but that becomes the the ideal is that you attach labels to everything, and Christians can find that label in so many places because they have such a majority in the country, right. and so they like to use that to their advantage. That's, what, that's exactly what they're going to do with same sex marriage is because yeah. lots of lots of gay couples are are Christians. Yeah, it might not make sense to us, but they are, mm-hmm. and it certainly doesn't so make too much sense to me. <laughs> But you're going to get that, you know, it was religion that did it because, you know, these religious people were so good. But at, and like you said, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're religious. It has to do with the fact that they're good people that care about others. Right. right. And if they lost their religion, I would hope very few of them would lose that love of humanity. Yeah. yeah, well, and it's not even just that they're good people who just happen to be religious. It's that they're good people who, in a lot of these cases, are acting in direct opposition to what their religion specifically states. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, I mean, you have biblical passages that talk about, uh, uh, you know, gay sex is, is an abomination. And in spite of that, you have people who claim to be Christian who are acting for for marriage equality and and for you know equal protection for the LGBTQ community and that's that's not because of their religion it's in spite of their religion mm-hmm. true it takes a lot of cognitive dissonance to make that work yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so so i had mentioned before that i had two you know there there are two main things that i hear from the atheist community as far as trying to uh raise their raise their kids in uh, in a in a godless family, secular home, or, yeah. or in a secular secular home without religion. Um, the first one was, you know, how do we deal with other with other family members who may seek to indoctrinate our children, want to take them to church, all of that kind of stuff. the The second one that I hear most commonly is, you know, what do we do about all of the social structure that a lot of religions provide? You know, there's, I know here in Utah, it's a ton of stuff. They oh do. yeah. Yeah, here in Utah, Mormons Something Mormons every- spend almost their entire lives steeped in some some type of church activity, whether yeah. it's regular yeah. Sunday service. There's probably one day a week where they're not doing something. Yeah, it's, with it's family home evening. It's Boy home Scouts, teaching. It's, it's Boy Scouts. Everything, it's yeah. church basketball. Yep. It's young men's, young women's. I mean, everything. It's everything. Almost all of their social structure revolves around the church. Yep. And I think that's one of the one of the failings of of any secular identity is that you don't have those types of organizations. And I think the atheist community is getting a lot better with a lot of that stuff. You know, atheists of Utah here locally does a lot of family events. They'll organize trips to the museum or barbecues or stargazing, ice cream (laughs) socials. You know, there's a bunch of different stuff that they do. There's also things like camp quest to help replace Mm -hmm. boy scouts and stuff like that. Um, what, what other suggestions do you have as far as trying to provide more of that social structure or even just dealing with your kid coming home and saying, you know, Timmy won't play with me because I don't love Jesus? It's, well, I think it's very demographic um, because I, I think, you know, like you know, Salt Lake City, for example, or Utah, you have the church kind of overpowering mm-hmm. the communities in general. Yeah. Uh, where I live in San Diego, that's less the case. With uh, we're very, very high percentage of Catholic, but 
they're not really running many of the programs. So after school programs, basketball, baseball, they're not tied to any of that. They're very open to everybody. Hmm. And that sort of uh, event, the family events that happen here very rarely, maybe sometimes have like a sponsor from a church, but they're not church run. Uh, and so the church has very little hand in controlling them. They just become another part of the community. So, you know, if, if somebody wants to seek out a Christian basketball team, I'm sure a church here offers one. But they're not controlling the after-school programs. So it's, it's starting the nonprofits that do those in the areas that need them. So it's saying, you know, I'm going to start a community basketball team or league and finding a way to do it that's inclusive of everybody. Yeah. Because what I don't want is I don't want this to be, this is an atheist basketball team. And then have the Christian kids show up and be like, I want to play. And be like, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cause no way, no dummy. Well, I, <laughs> exactly. I can't imagine that happening. Like, I, I don't, I feel, I guess I could imagine it happening. But yeah. I feel like for the most part, our community is, is a bit beyond that. Yeah. Uh, and we're not that that's petty. what I think. So, right. I think for the, you know, for the most part, I've, sadly, I've met so many people that are, but <laughs> <laughs> the majority of us aren't. And especially the ones that get into the activism side and the community side of things, uh, aren't looking to create that. We're not looking to create, uh, an atheist community, we're looking to create a secular community. Yeah. And so I think it comes to, down to, if your area is lacking in these things, finding the people that want to take the initiative to start them. So is there is there a lack of after-school programs for secular parents and, and kids in your area? Well, how do you start one? Mm-hmm. Uh, are parents being forced to put their kids into religious after-school programs because of the alternatives? Are they forced to play basketball at the local church because it's the only place their kid can play basketball? Uh, and, and so on and so on. Do there need to be more ice cream socials and, you know, family gatherings, the street fairs, uh, that are only being run by, by churches? Then people in the community need to step up and, and make these. And if they have to be forceful on the secular side and saying, you know, look, your church is free to participate, but you don't get to come in with a list of rules of things that can't go on here because you're uncomfortable with them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there will be no opening prayer. <laughs> There's none exactly. of none of that. None of that witchcraft kind of shit is welcome here <laughs> at our basketball league. But okay, how, how will we make sure the kids don't get broken legs and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because those never happen in the Christian leagues. <laughs> and you know, I think one thing that's giving a sense of community to people is Sunday assemblies. They're popping up everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I've been to a couple of them here in San Diego, and while they're not exactly my cup of tea, they're very popular and they're hmm. full and people love it. And I just went to one the other, uh, maybe last weekend, the weekend before and saw Ryan Bell talk hmm. and the crowd was huge and everyone had the best time. And I, I stood in the very far back and just kind of watched everybody and everyone participated and they broke them into groups to meet each other and to make new friends. And, <laughs> Everyone was into it. I had to go hide in yeah. the corner so no one would talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, but I think people, there are lots of people that have a void to fill and we need to offer that solution. Yeah. And we can and we do. And I think we just need to find the areas where it's lacking and put focus on expanding there. What was that like? I, I've never been to one. I'm not interested at all. And I know Ryan Bell's really hot right now, but what, how was the assembly? What, what was that set up like? 
it's very church-like. Um, so, like, the media isn't wrong when they, it's not, you know, by definition, it's not a church, it is a community gathering, but uh, they do, they do, they make sing songs together, they stand up and clap, they, it was very uh, scheduled in that sense, okay. uh, which makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I watched everybody and smiling and happy, and I feel like, you know what, they probably walked away from the church, not because they hated going to church in that community, but because they didn't believe in that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And if that's something you really enjoyed, why do you have to lose that because you don't believe in God? They just want to get rid of the, the, the dogmatic aspect of the, the religion. Yeah, exactly. why should, and, you yeah. Know, so they had someone do a reading about um, the civil rights movement uh, and, and the black community, and they kind of equated it to black nonbelievers. Mm. And... They just stood up there and they read it, and it had nothing to do with God existing or not. They leave that out because they want it to be open to everybody to come. So you can be a believer mm-hmm. but not fit in with a religion and go to a Sunday assembly. Mm. Because they, they only put focus on doing good work and being a happy person. And then uh, Ryan Bell talked about uh, actually community. That was his whole idea was that we need to stop shaming people for needing a community. Yeah, it's kind of mm. sort of human nature. Where there's many atheists who look at you know the Sunday assembly and say, "Oh, I don't need that." I, when I left religion, I didn't want to replace it with another thing. But that's not you do replace it with something. You find your own community. We all belong to something, mm. and some people this is this is fun and this is exciting and they love it and more power to them because mm. I've been and Christians and other people can call it church all they want. I've been. Religions don't have a uh, ownership of community yeah. and of gathering together. They don't own that. No, and I and I, I think it's funny that they're gonna, they're, you know, just like they do with the faith thing. Oh, you're just as bad right. as us. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I appreciate that outlook. That you actually opened yeah. my mind on on the assembly. So I, I'm not. I'm not into that at all. Well, if, but I, but if I they honestly you. open one yeah. here in the Salt Lake area, I would go. Would you? I, I, would, yeah, I would go and check it out. Yeah, hmm. I'd probably go and check yeah, it out I at would, least I once. Certainly recommend go and check it out. Even if going in, you kind of know it's not your thing. It's kind of good to know what it is that you're at least talking about. Yeah, because um, that was one of the things that frustrated me the first time I went. Just the very first one they had here, I made it public. I was going. I was going to write a review on it before I even went. I was getting crap. Mm, yeah. And I was like, oh, have you been? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I just know it's going to be bullshit. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I just know it's going to be stupid because church sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I walked away saying, this isn't for me, but I saw a need for it. Yeah. Mm. And I saw, and I saw 200 something people having the time of their life. Mm. Yeah. And think, what more, a, what more do we need? That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really beneficial, beneficial outlook. I, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 fairly positive that it's not for me, but but the fact that other people could benefit from that in ways that maybe are not important to me, but are to them, is 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 a whole new realm of possibility I hadn't even thought of. So, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I I kind of liken it to uh, I don't know going to a concert with friends or going to a play or a, or a stand up comedy. You know, something where there's a lot of people. You know, just enjoying themselves and enjoying the community and knowing that 
you know, there are other people with the same interests and, and mm. that they're not alone in anything that they do. You get that sense of community and that sense of belonging and that sense of I'm not the only one mm-hmm. where, you know, that's, that's what a lot of churches provide to people. Right. Aside, right. you know, right. aside and apart from a fear of hell and <laughs> believing in an invisible sky wizard and all yeah, that. Yeah, and of raping stuff. kids and yeah. stuff <laughs> in, in bigotry. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that there are some benefit, some definite benefits for something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see benefits to it. Like I said, even though I know it's not something for me, but you know what? I've been to a couple, and, and if someone's speaking that I really want to see, I'll go to another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not something that I can't go to because I don't like the singing. I'm just not going to wake up every Sunday and go to something at ten o'clock in the morning. Not going to happen. But you know, I wanted. To, I'm I'm friends with Ryan Bell, and I really want to go see him speak. So I went and yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, if, if I see someone speaking on a subject I really want to see him talk about, I'll be there. And sure. If they're talking about something that just doesn't interest me, cool. Not going to be my not going to be my deal. Uh, but yeah, I've I've kind of I've gotten really tired of the shaming of it, just because I do think it really does provide something for many many people, not just a few. But yeah. I mean, look at how big it is. Yeah, when it's, I think, it's big enough where it's made. It's made an impact. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's just part of that automatic rejection of anything structured that a lot sure. of people leaving religion are automatically averse to having anything or just that even resemblance. that even has any resemblance at all mm-hmm. to any religious practice. Right? They don't want yeah. to congregate together. They don't want to give their money to anything. <laughs> it's really hard to get money out of atheists who are. Freshly coming out of any religion because they're like, oh no, fuck you! I gave ten percent of my money to the church for the last twenty five years. I'm not going to give you a fucking dime for anything. Mm-hmm. That's beer money now. Yeah, why do I have to pay for any of this shit? <laughs> yep, and you know what? They, that's one thing I really like about the Sunday Assembly is the first time I went when they asked for donations, they asked during the during the I kind of want to call it service, but during the <laughs> <laughs> during the during the speaking, uh, they asked. Um, well, they made they made it known there was a donation thing at the back, but they were very adamant that if you don't have it, don't donate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have to give to it. And they and they made it clear. They said we what, what we're what we're looking for is money so we can rent this place every week, uh, and things. And, and that's what they needed. And uh, you know we're not no one there is being paid. No one's working mm-hmm. uh, full time for the Sunday assembly. It's a volunteer only thing. But then in the last one I went to. The donation thing was up at the front, uh, at the at the entrance, where because like, you can sign in and they like to do name tags so people can meet each other. Uh, and it was just sitting there and said donations welcome, and that was it. They never even mentioned it once. Hmm. And so people could walk in and be like, you know, I really enjoyed this. I want to keep coming. I'd like to give them some money to make sure they can secure this location month after month. Yeah, great. And if you go and you're like, you know what, I don't have the money to give. I don't want. They don't even ask you for it. Zero There's pressure. no shame. You know, the cup isn't handed to you, and then you feel like that person that's being shamed for passing along without putting money in. Right. None of that. None of that exists. And you're not told There's that no, you're not told that you're going to lose out on any blessings be- if you don't donate. And <laughs> exactly, you know. And they don't. T- they don't even tell you. You know, if you don't donate, we're not going to do this. They don't even say that. Yeah. They leave the whole guilt and pressure out of it, which yeah. I love because I get that any sort of nonprofit, any sort of a group needs donations. That's how it works. Right. And everyone has, and everyone that needs donations has to ask for donations somehow. Yeah, and they're they're put in a pickle because they look more like a church than anybody else. So when they do anything, it's scrutinized more. So they have to be creative about the way they approach 
these mm-hmm. sort of issues, and I think they do a really good job doing it. And, and I can't speak that I can't say that's everyone everywhere because I've only been to San Diego, yeah. and they're all run independently and all run different. Yeah. But uh, I know my experience here, and after talking to Ryan Belsamore about it, he's I think he spoke at like almost fourteen of an hour or something like that. Hmm. He's he loves them. He thinks they're great. Being a former pastor, I think that kind of makes sense. Sure, yeah. but uh, um, you know he kind of likes that. Uh, back and forth and that talking in front of crowds in that manner. Uh, I think that's still, you know, a good thing for him. Yeah. But he, I don't know if you ever talked to Ryan or know much about Ryan, but he is so anti-religion. It's fantastic. Uh, so <laughs> that, for him to still see the benefit and, and, and goodness in it, I think speaks highly of it for somebody who's so rejected the church and its teachings. Yeah. It seemed to happen so fast for him though. Uh, it's sort of, I kind of went back and reread some of his work and kind of really kind of revisited it, uh, because I didn't know how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't give up God for a year. Um, right. yeah, it of course. a bit, I think it really, it looks fast to us because it started so much earlier for him. Okay. okay. So we, you know, by the time he came to, I'm going to do a year without God, I think he had kind of given up God more than he says. Yeah. Okay. And so it looks fast to us because we only caught that one part of his journey Yeah, when it had been building up for a long time. Right. And I think the second he said, I'm going to do this, that was kind of, I think he knew the ending to his story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think once you reach the point of being brave enough to say, right. You know, I'm going to do something that, that is a direct contradiction to, to many of the things I've been preaching from the pulpit. You're already well on the way, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that, you know, I imagine Billy Graham or or Ted Pat Robertson, Pat Robertson, or anybody like <laughs> yeah. that would do any time in the near future, right? It's 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 that you've already been having a lot of doubts, and you're already you're you've already examined a lot of these things, and you figure, okay, fine, well, I'll just I'll just set all of it aside temporarily and see how I feel about it. Yeah, you're already yeah. well I, down that path. Yeah, and I think for uh, I think you know I can't speak for him, but I think it was sort of at that point where once you kind of shed that. He probably felt really free. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So you know, you say like you know, I'm not, you know, I have to follow these strict guidelines. I have to do all of these things. I have to believe X, Y, and Z. And then you make the announcement that you're not going to do that. Suddenly, like I don't think it takes very long from that moment to realize you don't need any of it. And so I think once he got outside and once he started meeting um, atheists and going to conventions and talking to people. I think it kind of made him feel more comfortable and accepted and it's sort of this, I think, like I said, it was a, I think it was a long progression, but we only all watched the end of it. Yeah. 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 You're probably right about that. I just wonder how many Christians in the Christian community fully expected him to come back to preaching and believing in God at the end of the thing. And then we're just completely blown away when he said, Nope, I'm not coming back. Uh, just, just spend a couple of days, spend a couple hours on his Facebook page. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go read the comments. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> me yeah. and him wrote an article together, and I, I got some comments on it. He got hundreds of comments oh, on it, and they were just. And he is very engaged too. Like, okay. I get, I get a couple hundred comments, and I might reply to one of them. I can't. I can hardly bring myself to read them. Yeah, uh, because very few people comment when they agree with you. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, <laughs> But Ryan takes the time to go in and talk to everybody, and he's very level-headed and doesn't lose his temper. And if it's going badly and it looks like it's going to go south, he just walks away from it. Wow. 
um, which I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of the reasons I try not to engage very often is because if I engage and I commit to it and it goes south, I'm going south with it. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you off. And then I didn't do anybody a good service. I you know I did myself a disservice, <laughs> I did them a disservice, I did the readers a disservice. But I know I know my temper and my limitations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I back so I I've been an out atheist now for I guess about five years. And when I first came out, you know, I had I still had a lot of religious friends and of course, I have a, a lot of religious family members. And when I first came out and started posting, uh, you know, atheist-related topics on Facebook and everything, I, I would have a lot of my religious friends and family members, you know, make comments on anything I post out there. And now I don't hear from any of them. You know, five yeah. years on, I don't hear from any of them. It's kind of like they've all voluntarily dropped out of commenting or responding to anything that I put out there. Yeah, I think it comes to a point where they sort of accept it uh, to an extent. Yeah. Uh, not all, not all really, but but they just don't invest the time that they were once thought. You know, when you first kind of leave, they kind of there's that window I think that they think they have where they can grab you back. When they think you, they and still then, have you on the line, and they just need to reel you in yeah. a little bit. Yep, and then I think after a while they realize. They're not going to reel you in, and they move on to the next person that they can. Best to, and, cut, best to cut bait. And. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, or, like in my case, they just all deleted me and blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, they just, they just replace the people that tend to more or less agree with me. Because, you know, these days I kind of I, I have to vet my Facebook uh, oh, yeah. friend request a bit more carefully than I used to. Um, a few of those, you know, if I ever see you, I'll run you over my pickup truck. Oh. You start being a bit more careful about who you had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are always uh, fun. Yeah, those are always fun. Know, like when, you're, when, you're, um, when your greatest argument is that you don't like what I say, so you're going to kick my ass, you've, you've lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Generally, I just get, uh, you know, an FU or something like that. I mean, you, you're, you're Facebook friends with me. You've seen... You've seen the hate mail. I love to screenshot and post once in a while. Uh, I don't generally get anything threatening. I just get told that I'm an idiot and a loser and a libtard. Or, How, you know, you know, and a lot of those comments would go a lot farther for me if they could speak proper English yeah. or write proper English. You know, but but when the yeah right, we were talking about it prior to the podcast that when the bulk of the the comments and email you get look like they were written by a third grader that is learning English as a second language. Like it's so easy to dismiss those as those people just being so stupid. And I think a lot of atheists fall into that trap of saying, Oh, well all religious people are dumb. No, not all religious people are dumb. There are some very, very intelligent religious people out there. They they're just not the ones who choose to send hate mail to people. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the ones that choose to do that, but also I I, I like to poke fun at people when I send me really misspelled things like that. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I just reply back with it corrected. Um, that's time, fucking awesome. That's beautiful. I'm like an English I'm gonna, teacher. I'm going to start doing that. Just, just here, start over. That's fucking great. What? What? Well, one guy just recently he kept sending. I can't remember what it was. Oh, are you ever going to debate somebody about gay marriage, or are you just going to call them bigots? Period. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
I said, was there a question in there? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he responded with this, you're you're a better, and he meant to say Dodger. He said, you're a better Dodger than Obama. Are you ever going to debate me on gay marriage? Period. (laughs) I I believe the word you were looking for was Dodger. (laughs) And I still don't, I still don't understand. I still don't see a question in there. <laughs> to which, to which the last reply was "fuck you." And yeah, was yeah. yeah. Of course, I'll bet he used an exclamation point on that. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. All caps. I try to remember sometimes, and for the most part, they probably are pissed, so they're typing fast. And when I yeah. piss and type fast, I mess up. So it's not necessarily that they're they're the dumb ones that are messaging you it's that they're careless because they're pissed yeah. but even I still kind of just feed off that a little bit they don't they don't prove but, e- but even then <laughs> even then yeah, yeah I, it, it takes it takes a certain level of stupidity to to not realize i'm pissed and i may not be sending off the best representation <laughs> of my views right well and it's like it's like yeah. you know i've like i said i have a 14 year old and I'll get text from him and I'll look at him and I'm like, what is this? A fucking ransom note? You know, so I'll, I have to text, I have to text him back and I'm like, do you even read these before you send them? What the fuck, dude? You know, and that takes a certain intelligence too, or, or, right? So if they're adults and they're sending that without having reread that, come on, man. Like, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Dan. I I I, awesome. I, I kind of go off on this show a little bit. But, <laughs> but the funny part is, is I don't think these people realize that they are just feeding me. Right. <laughs> when I get a message that tells me I'm an idiot, I don't go, "Oh man, I'm an idiot." I yeah, right. Writing. Right. I go, "I this is working." <laughs> yeah. And I get and I, and I write and I write again. And Another satisfied is, reader. If they send yeah. me, if I see a pattern in hate mail, every time I write about Ted Cruz, <laughs> they get furious. Oh, boy. Guess what? I'm going to add some more articles about Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> right. my cycle. Yeah, yeah. I've struck a nerve. Fine, I've <laughs> yeah. figured out what people want. <laughs> right. What, what's pissing people off. Man, I cannot believe that he has supporters. But, you know, but... To be fair, you do have more IQ points than teeth, so most of the people that are criticizing you, you know, I mean, like. <laughs> My favorite, though, is this, this happens to me a lot, is, um, I don't know, I think a lot of people know this, not many people care or know, but uh, when you blog for a Pathios, you're paid per hit. Um, <clears throat> and I wrote an article the other day about some lady who was really shaming transgender people and... Uh, telling them that they don't exist, and she is not a very not a famous person, but she has a radio show on a, a conservative radio network, and she had twenty thousand. It was a lush, it was an insane amount of followers, hmm. and so I was like, you know what? Like, she's a big enough of a voice that what she's saying is hurting people. Yeah. And I'm going to address it. I addressed it, and I sent it to her, and she tweeted it out with, "Everyone, go read this article and take him down." Oh, wow. thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. She yeah. just got you in your car. You just, yeah, you, you just, you just paid me to do this again. Wow! And to bring this to other people's attention. That's and awesome. The funny thing was, is that it didn't. Yeah, that one didn't get incredibly popular. It didn't gather that many comments. But she only got one or two supporters on there. Verse oh. ten of my supporters. Mm. So it was a very, you know, even she was on a losing side of that argument. Yeah, way to go, man. She had 
ten, you know, ten times as many followers as I do, and she couldn't gather an argument. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a funny one. I um, I corrected her on what transgender is. Corrected mm-hmm. her usage of words he and uh, transgenderism and mm-hmm. transgendered, and she retweeted it. And this this sounds that, that, like this should have nothing to do with the conversation, but uh, she is a a black woman. Mm. It has nothing to do with the issue we're talking about. Suddenly, I was a racist mansplainer <laughs> because okay. I dared tell a woman of color anything. Basically, mm. how you, dare I you, was, sir? I was told that I was I was a racist mansplainer because I was trying to explain transgender issues to a black woman, mm. and I said, "What does her race have to do with this?" Yeah. Absolutely and they say everything, everything, because you're a white man telling her that she's wrong. <laughs> no, well, gender has a lot to do with it. Tell her to go read her Bible; she should obey you. <laughs> it was a uh, wow. It was, it was the first time I've ever been accused of mansplaining something. Yeah, that's interesting. Generally, is a once that's thrown at me, I usually just turn. I would just turn off my. You know, when I see another person's debate and they go, "You're mansplaining," I just kind of tune out the rest of the debate because. It's not an argument to be taken seriously anymore. Mm. Uh, but to be to be called, to be told I'm mansplaining because I'm addressing an issue that she is clearly wrong about. Yeah. How do you, how how does dialogue take place at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do I do I see her and look at her avatar on Facebook or on Twitter and say, "Oh, well, well you know, it, she's a woman of color." I better call in my black friend to handle this for me. Like, <laughs> we've been shut down dialogue, and we're not yeah. getting anywhere. She's a woman like, of color. We have Clearly, to. I can teach her and tell her nothing. She's obviously right about everything she says. Mm-hmm. Right, and, you know that's how I felt. I was like, this doesn't. You know, if if I went to her and said, well, you know what, let me explain racial issues to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's an argument to be made that I'm going to be wrong. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to be wrong, but there's an argument to be made that I can't exactly. Uh, yeah, your credibility is suspect fine, at that point. Fine line. Yeah. Let me that, tell you what point, it's like to have I a need vagina. To back up my, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's just getting hard to be a white man in this country. Am I right? <laughs> I, so I only listen to Bill O'Reilly. Right, everybody else too. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of white men, <laughs> Segway. Yes, what? finally. finally. <laughs> We're all men's rights activists, right? One of one of my favorite things that you've done is taking down Ken Ham. Yes. Uh, what what is your what is your favorite part of of, of all this. of this? Like what I know that he's you know he's kind of lost his mind and thinks you're the devil incarnate and <laughs> and you know you're you're working in concert with Satan if you're not the devil incarnate. What what is your favorite thing that he has said in response to anything that you've written? My favorite thing is the fact that this, since the day he lost that money, he has been absolutely silent. <laughs> 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 because up until that day, he would reply to me almost on every tweet, on every blog I wrote. He would say really? something. And the day they lost that money, he has not said a piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because he does not need me engaging with him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean the whole the whole thing is is hilarious and me I mean going on the radio with him and saying you're hiring people illegally and him say 
I'm not hiring anybody. I send him a screenshot and he still says, we're not hiring anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I am staring at a picture of your employment page. And it says, Art Encounter, CAD designer. <laughs> what part of this is not hiring? Yeah. yeah. Well, so well, it's, it's, a, it's a position for answers in Genesis. So for the people, so, so for the people listening who may not be entirely familiar with the story, why don't you give us a little bit of background about what we're talking about here? <laughs> sure. So, um, in 2010, Ken Ham announced that he wanted to build a life-size ark uh, and do it in Kentucky, and that they uh, needed some money to do so. And they started fundraising, and it went terrible. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they learned about a tax incentive program in the state. So if you're building a tax, I don't want to use the word tax trap, but like a, a tourist attraction, uh, the NASCAR Speedway they built there, uh, a theme park uh, with rides and you know actual fun things mm-hmm. on a big boat, uh, you can tell a state, you know, here I'm building this, here's how much, here's the visitors we plan on bringing in, uh, here's how many would come from out of state, uh, This they're going to stay in hotels, they're going to buy food. This is the kind of revenue we think they're going to bring in. And then the state will say, all right, based on that, we'll give you, let's say, $30 million off of your sales tax. So when you collect all your sales tax, at the end of the year, we'll give you up to $30 million back. And then that company can use that to expand, to renovate, whatever they need to do uh, to further, you know, promote the, uh, the business and bring in more people. This benefits lots of people in your area. This benefits hotel owners, restaurant owners gift shop owners. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty decent program. I don't, I don't have anything against the program itself. Mm-hmm. Well, Ken Ham said, well, this is, this is perfect. We can raise, we've raised X amount of money and we can build part one of the ark. And then we'll apply for this tax incentive and we'll get money back to build phase two and finish it. So they scoped out the project and they had to, over from 2010 to 2014, the project went from you know, a $100 million project to a $50 million project to a $20 million project uh, because they couldn't raise the money and they couldn't get to a point where they could actually build enough to even break ground on the scale they wanted. Uh, so in 2012, maybe, they got approved for a $74 million tax incentive. Whoa. And... They said, okay, but they couldn't break ground. They couldn't even raise enough money to get the trucks there to dig a hole. Oh, and so their their approval of the tax incentive expired. Where the hell's Jesus? Uh, right. <laughs> and uh, so, so they scaled the project down. They reapplied, and they got approved preliminarily. And what they didn't get the stamp of approval. They got told, you know, this looks good. Your paperwork's in order for an $18 million tax incentive. Mm. And to do so, they had to file as a for-profit LLC. So unlike the Creation Museum and Answers in Genesis, mm-hmm. they're not a ministry. They're a non They're a for-profit secular business. Right, right. Uh, which is fine. They even had to sign papers that said they wouldn't discriminate against religion and things like that. They literally signed documents promising not to do so. And then... They broke ground. Everything was going well for them. I happened to tweet saying, you know, you're ripping off taxpayers from $18 million that could go to schools, to roads, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you name it. 
that's when they first engaged me and wrote an article about how I didn't know what I was talking about, uh, which just steamrolled into me going on the radio with them and accusing them of hiring people uh, to just, you know, finding articles or finding things on his website that looked like they were breaking the law. And I took everything I had found, marched my little ass over to Americans United for the Separation of Church and State and said, here's what I got. Uh, they, their legal team, put together a big letter to the governor of Kentucky using lots of links from my blog and a couple others that had you know, started covering the story and said, you guys can't give them this money. They're telling people they have to be creationist Christians to work here, and you're going to give them tax money to do so? And the state reviewed it and said, you're right, and canceled the incentive and said, you can't have it because you can't discriminate. Your website says you're not a business, you're a ministry, and you clearly told us you're a business, and we can't give taxpayer money to a ministry. It's against state and federal law. Yeah, yeah. And so they lost the money. Ken Ham is furious. <laughs> they've, oh, yeah. sued the gov- <laughs> they've sued the governor. They've sued the yep. state. Uh, With what money? Answers are, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh well, their lawyer is a senator from Louisiana, mm, uh, mm. so he's got some money, but um, also answers in Genesis. Yeah, and, uh, but do okay when you, you don't pay taxes, you get yeah. yeah. You have to know that when the state of Kentucky is siding with an atheist over a young Earth creationist museum, you have to be really fucking breaking the law. Yeah, your argument is so <laughs> weak. It's so bad that Kentucky is is siding with atheists. Especially because they really endorsed the project to begin with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They love yeah. It. The governor even today says, we want this to be built. Right. We think it's going to be great for the state, but we can't give you money to do so. It's against the law. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, so very telling. They started battling it in court. It started last week. Uh, the judge sadly seems a little on the side of Answers in Genesis. The, the things he said were a little unnerving, hmm. but they don't have a case because the Supreme Court's already set precedence in this. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. So they're, they, they're, they don't have much of a case. So even if the judge was to say, like, all right, let's go full trial on this, let's, let, you know, let's not dismiss like the state has asked, uh, they don't have a case. And, it would, and even if this judge said they won and it had to go to a bigger, you know, appeal and go up the ladder, the higher this goes, the less chance they have of winning. Yeah. They're done. And I think they, and I think they know it. And I think they're using this as a uh, fundraising tool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not looking, working really. Yeah. I watch. I, I watch their donations are not increasing very much, but uh, they're trying to use Christian persecution as a fundraising tool, oh, yeah. and it's not really working because even a lot of Christian leaders don't want them to get this money because it doesn't work for them. Mm. Once those lines are blurred, the freedom they have as a religious organization becomes blurred. Yeah. Yep. And they don't want that. A lot of Baptist leaders in the state of Kentucky four signed on to the lawsuit saying we don't want him to get this money because it's it's not what the separation of church and state is about. Yeah. They don't want those lines blurred. Hmm. This is and so that's where it is now. This is a little parenthetical, but I noticed during during some of the, the pictures and videos they showed of the ARC construction on his website, Ken Ham's website, they're using massive steel braces and and giant lag bolts and stuff to hold Concrete. the construction together and it's like 
you fucking know that Noah didn't do that, right? Like that, that that's not possible to, to to navigate the seas, and yet he's still using that because it can't support its own weight. And I'm like, you fucking idiot, dude! You you well, know, like you have to know. Noah's didn't have a restaurant in it either, though. Oh, okay, but, fair enough. But he's answered. He's, he's answered that. Have you ever, have you read? Oh, it? has he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sit down. Are you sitting down? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know how advanced society was before the Great Flood. <laughs> and we don't know that Noah didn't have modern technology, modern technological advances <laughs> that we have today then. So to say that Noah didn't use crane and bolts and computers and yeah. all of these things that he's using is to say that you know about life before the flood and you don't. Oh, right. But that argument's self-refuting right at the beginning it because is. he's yeah. saying you don't, nobody knows. So even Ken doesn't know <laughs> what Noah knew, right? So he's assuming right. Noah knew that stuff, but he's saying nobody right. knows. You don't, yeah. F- yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised yeah, he didn't said, just go the full on. You can't. I was just, were I was you just there? Say, were you there? Yeah, I was just going to say I was surprised he didn't go the full on God God defense. Like, well, yeah. you know, all things are possible through God. Yeah, right. But then, but then, if he does that, then he's admitting he doesn't have the power of God, so he can't say that. Huh. Yep. So yeah. It's yeah. A, um, wow. It's an interesting thing to watch the way they kind of talk in circles around this and oh, how their their followers don't pick up on it. Well, no. They're like, oh, that makes sense. Noah probably had a MacBook. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was just envisioning. I was right. envisioning Noah in a Starbucks with his MacBook Pro, sitting there with his CAD drawings at Jesus, looking over his shoulder, going, "Yep, yeah, you got it right. That'll work. Go build it." Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if he had all Star- of that, Starbucks with a V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just if he had all that, why did he need a dove to tell him where land was? He should have had GPS, right? right? I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, what and, are we talking? Of course, this is all no, stupid. Did nobody else on the planet have a boat? Right. That's what I said a hundred times. Right. <laughs> of all the people on the planet, there had to be at least one more guy in his boat at the moment of that flood. Yeah. Yep. Being like, hey, me and my family, we're in this boat. We're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Noah. Thanks for jerk. <laughs> certainly there were groups of fishermen, I mean, that were probably out working. Right. And, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, what I, about I, the evil evil ducks and evil fish? <laughs> yeah, <know>. right. <laughs> the evil ducks. Ah, what a stupid story! <laughs> yeah, well, and ever since ever since the Bill Nye Ken Ham debate, yeah, uh, um, when I I signed up to to get the streaming video or whatever, so now I get the emails from Answers in Genesis all the time, <laughs> and it's fun to just go out and like read some of the ways in which they try to mentally do these acrobatics in order to support the things that they already believe. Yeah, I. I well, Remember a few like we we used I used to pull I used to pull science articles that they had from that website and we used to read them on air and yeah. so they were so bad science <laughs> according to Ken Ham yeah we did like two of them and we're like this is just so yeah. ridiculous yeah I've thought about doing we could probably do an entire show just based on this is what answers in Genesis says oh, about so how stupid. the world we live in yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. So, so for all of your writing on this, you won the American Atheists uh, First Amendment Award. I did. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, man. Thank you. That's awesome. So how did you first hear about winning the award? Uh, I was sitting on a friend's couch watching a hockey game, and Sarah Moorhead from 
uh, recovering from religion, mm-hmm. just sent me a big congratulations. We're so proud of you. And I was like, what the hell are you For talking what? about? Uh, <laughs> and then like, I saw my Twitter started lighting up and people were like, way to go, Dan. And I was like, for what? <laughs> and then people, and finally like Sarah was like, you know, and I was like, no. And then I didn't tell you. And I was like, no, because she's like, tell me what I want. and tell you a picture of it. And, uh, that's how I found out. Nice. <laughs> so half the world knew before you. Yeah, pretty much. It <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think it was very, very well deserved. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, well, we'll 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 let you get on, man. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Perfect. But we appreciate you. your time so much, and it's been a pleasure for sure. Uh, well, do you, do, you, do you have anything you want to plug before we let you go, or anything coming uh, up? You know what? Just uh, you know, follow me on Twitter if you're a Twitter user at at Dan Arrell, D A N A R E L. My book, Parenting Without God, is on pre-order now. comes out September 1st. Every good, everybody and, buh, buy that. And danarrell.com. That'll lead you to articles I write for other websites and for my blog. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, yeah, Dan. I, I really appreciate, appreciate it a lot, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy All the right. rest of your night. <laughs> you too. All right. All right. Sure. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. There, there we go. Yay. That, was, that good. was very good. Yeah. I have, I have read awesome. quite a few articles. I always read the, on, on Patheos and uh, uh, notice them popping up in Huffington Post. I do remember the whole Ken Ham thing when it started to go down. I yeah. was like, ah, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, his writing on it was awesome but just yeah. because, like he said, he he pulled screenshots of their actual yeah. hiring practices and application process. Well, because so. I remember that going around the internet there for a few weeks where everybody's posting and going, oh, Ken Ham can't do this and look what he's doing right there in the articles. And uh like you can try to lie about shit, Ken, but we have the evidence the right here, dated, yeah, metadata. <laughs> Maybe you you could even try to to play the oh well, this is something I didn't know about card, but to come out and flatly deny it when we have the evidence right in front of our fucking faces. Well, but he, even the I didn't know about it doesn't fly because when you're trying to get 30 million in tax yeah. breaks and it's your fucking company, you better goddamn know because I'll tell on? you what, if yep. that was a secular company, the IRS would be all over your fucking ass. If you oh, didn't yeah. know about every cent of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They so would fuck you. <laughs> Ken Ham. Well, I, I think we've even brought that up in the past and how, uh, Recently, with with the IRS actually looking at churches and stuff, going, "Hey, are you actually violating your five hundred one c?" Everybody's like, "Oh, what's this? Uh, the the libtards and the yeah. Democrats or whatever are trying to go after the churches now <laughs> and those, fucking attacking words? them." I the know, Democrats. I, I, I think I just made that one up. <laughs> oh, libtard! I've been called libtard. that before. I've, I've been called times. a libtard. Really? I, yeah. I work with really? some ultra conservative no, people. Nobody has called. ever called you a libtard. No, oh, I've been uh, called a libtard. Or a demorat. I get no. I just made that. One I up. haven't heard demorat, but that's good. <laughs> I, I, just I, get, I do get called a libtard all yeah. the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard republitard. Well, I've heard. I, yeah. I always say republtard. Yeah. Republtard. Yeah. Conservatard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just Whatever call them a conservatard. Creatard. Yeah. <laughs> tard. Do they? Does it? Could you just do it with anything? All of all of the tards. Yeah. But you more tard. <laughs> Burke murmur turd. Murmur turd. <laughs> That's why I was yeah. I was I, I just talk with this one really quick because I had this argument and it kind of relates a little bit what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm feeling roasty tonight. That works. With uh, so I had an argument with a guy at work yesterday. We were going over. I, I fuck up, that guy. I know. I, I I gone up. I brought up the whole thing about when Chris Rock was tweeting photographs oh, of himself God. in his car every time he got pulled over. 
And this guy I work with is like, well, you probably fucking deserve it. I'm like, no, that's a thing. Chris Rock was getting pulled over like three times a week doing nothing wrong. He's like, well, he had to be doing something wrong. I'm like, yeah, it's called a black man in in an expensive car. He's like, well, that's that's not how it works. I'm like, then why the fuck was he getting pulled over all the fucking time? It's like, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so that, then we started talking about the, the, the frisking of uh, stop and frisk. Yeah. And we got in the whole thing. Well, if you look a certain way, you, have to, you just got to expect it. I'm kind of like, no, you fucking shouldn't expect no, you sh- to have no, to sh- walk on no, the street, worry about getting frisked and checked for everything all the fucking time. Right. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Why Why should you expect yeah. that? And he's like, well, if I see a, a young black kid going on the street wearing like a hoodie and some baggy pants, yeah, I expect him to have some fucking drugs on him. You racist motherfucker. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And I'm like, I'm like, I went off him. He's like, well, he's like, well, it's making you safer. It's making your neighbor. Do you want to end up like Chicago? Like Southside Chicago? What the fuck are you talking about? That's what about? I was like. I, this is a guy that you can't win an argument with because no matter what, you're wrong. Yeah. And no matter what, he's right. And here's the thing. With, with people like that. They always, I guarantee it, every time they fail to turn the conversation on its head. Yeah. They, they, they don't have that internal conversation that we libtards do. Yeah. Right. Where we say, well, what if it was the opposite and yeah. it was only white people were getting pulled over? Yeah. Right. Well, would I like that? No, I wouldn't. Of course mm-hmm. not. Would it, would it make us safer? No, it wouldn't no. because we don't know who the criminals are. So they fail to have that conversation with themselves and they just say, well, anyone that's not like me, as long as it doesn't yeah. affect me, I don't give a yep. shit. It and, helps and, us out. And then they work backward from there trying to justify the fucking bigoted racist bullshit positions they have and, and, and figure out a way to fortify that. And it's fucking ridiculous. And, and, and the one where it got me where I just stopped, I'm like, okay, I'm fucking done. Was when me out made- is back. When he, he made, we missed you so much last week. He made the uh, association with saying, because uh, he brought up Syria, and I'm like, well, we're not fucking Syria. He goes, yeah, of course we're not fucking Syria. They got their shit fucking right over there. Because we're borders, not letting those black people run around shit, with drugs Keeping and their borders tight they and shit. shit. They got their with, shit right yeah, over with, there with, in Syria? With, with killing people and keeping their borders tight. And I'm Dude, like, yeah, this what, is America. We who, have fucking freedom. How fucking do you know Somalia has their shit uh, nailed down. How do you down. know this guy? I work what does with he do? He's a fireman? Yeah. Fucking kill that guy. Kill him. <laughs> Jesus. Kill that guy. You'll do everyone a favor because that is uh, insane. To be honest, outside of these conversations, he's a good guy. Just when we get into these fucking don't believe you. political <laughs> conversations, he's fucking, we are both on extreme ends and I think he's fucking well, ass backwards in it. Here's as the long thing. as he talks about nothing no, important, but, he's a decent guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty here's much. The, if, if I took his position... I, w- oh, yeah. I would honestly oh, yeah. want you to murder oh, yeah. that guy. I mean, okay. Right in his face until he's dead. If you take that position, I'll murder you in your face. Murder yeah. him in his face until but, uh, he's dead. <laughs> but where, where it came to me just going, okay, this conversation's lost, <laughs> is when he brought up the terrorist thing. Which, well, by the way, most all terrorist acts in the United States have been done by white men. Yes. White Christian men. White Christian, white Christian men, men yeah. are, have, have taken part in... Ninety percent of our terrorist attacks in the United States of America, but it's it's a majority. It's a majority. It's a huge majority. Well, you got the two twin towers attacks, and well, those are Muslims, but those are both Muslim. The guys at Boston, (laughs) Boston, white Christians. No, those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head that that were not white Christians. Are not well. You had the the snipers, uh, but they weren't snipers. Were not. White well, yeah, they, yeah, true. They were uh, two African American men. Mm-hmm. Were they Muslim, or were they? What, were, did they know. denounce a religion, or did they announce a religion I, I, I affiliation? Know. Honestly, I think one of them was Muslim. Was they? Were I, they? I can't say that for sure. I'm not I sure. can't. Remember I may just be talking the, out of my with ass. the DC snipers. But I mean, Kaczynski, McVeigh. Yeah, you know, um, 
Lee Harvey yeah, Oswald. The yep. Oklahoma City bombings, yeah. Yep. But then he, I went and said. All of the attacks on abortion clinics. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I went and said, I said, so if you see a man walking around with a turban and a long beard, you're automatically going to think he's a terrorist. He goes, yeah, that guy needs to be fucking searched and needs to be checked. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's not, they're not all. He goes, I know they're not all bad, but just because there's one good one doesn't mean there's not 200 bad ones. One. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, so there's one good Muslim or Sikh or someone who might look like that. This guy that probably in this has country. no idea what the difference between Muslims and Sikhs are. No, I probably not. He does. He obviously doesn't even know what Muslim is because he's saying there's one good one and 200 bad ones. Yeah, because that, that ratio is obviously because not he's right. going. I, I think in his brain, everyone is ISIS. They're all ISIS, <laughs> right? Exactly. So Kill he them has all. No idea. Slaughter now, them. I I don't want to be. He watches Fox News, yes, right? Yes, Mars, yeah, yeah. Glenn yes. Beck. And he grew, and, what, uh, did he grow up in Utah? No, he grew up in Germany. What the fuck is this guy's problem? He's a a, a military kid. He grew just, up in Germany. I just want to say, wow. I'm I don't want to be on record as saying that. Even though, even though I think that one good person out of two hundred Muslims is the wrong ratio, that means that I approve of Islam. I don't want to go on the record of saying that. Huh. I fucking hate that no. religion. But but putting everybody in the same boat because another part of that culture has a problem is not right. Yeah, I think humanity would be better hands down without Islam, no matter yeah. what, good or bad, whatever it is, because those people are going to be good without Islam anyway. They're, they're yeah. good despite the Quran. But first and foremost, but with every person, you should treat them correct. as a human being until yeah. you have determined you need to treat them otherwise. You need to have a charitable innocent view. Till, of, yes. Innocent yeah. until proven guilty. Yeah. That's a law in this Just country. Just because yeah. the way they're dressed or the way they look does not automatically deem them a bad person until you actually get to know Unless the person. They were I mean, Raiders you could easily stuff. flip that on its head and say that, <laughs> oh, fucking every white guy that I see with his pants pulled up all the way and wearing dockers, I know automatically yeah. is a fucking fundamentalist who's going to bomb an abortion clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys need to be strip searched and Or every Catholic is a pedophile rapist. They're all Yo, fucking abusing well, prescription medications, I know. Yeah. Well, right. in, in Utah, that might be true. <laughs> yeah, but you don't... They, they're not <laughs> yeah, that's, that but, that's the yeah, point, yeah. though, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that could easily be flipped on its head. It's like, why, why, why is our prison filled with majority of ethnic population on drug charges when yeah. I know damn well at least the same amount of people that are fucking Caucasian on the streets and the same exact fucking drugs and they ain't fucking locked up. Yeah, and they're letting... More. More, more, yeah, more, more. That's now, numerically I, speaking. Yeah, I had brought that up to him. Like I said, I would have an easier time walking down fucking the middle of New York City with a fucking pound of weed on my shoulder, and not even get fucking busted. But that black kid will get fucking busted for an eighth in his yeah. fucking shoe. Oh, easy, white privilege. Yeah, making me rich, yo. Dollar, dollar bills. Did you ever see the videos with? Uh, <laughs> ever see the video with Steve-O? where he goes I've up to a, a cop and Steve blows up. fucking pot smoke right in the cop's face and the cop's like oh get out of here go away you silly boy <laughs> you're, you're having fun you silly yeah. white kid steve-o actually says he goes i spent time trying to get arrested i was doing drugs in front of cops i was doing drugs like with cops and no one with not cops? with them but no like he would like that one he <laughs> that like went up next to their in car the same area yeah, yeah. He went up next to their car and fucking is lighting up a bowl and cops are like oh just go away you're funny you're silly it's like are you fucking steve-o you're silly go light your nuts on fire chris rock does that he's gonna be on the face and on his face in handcuffs oh yeah <laughs> he's on his face in handcuffs without doing anything I can't. This. How old is this guy? Ah, uh, he's your age. That's mean. Yeah, <laughs> he's about because he, yeah, he's about ten years older than I am. Wow. And he grew up in Germany. Uh, spent most of his time in Germany. Then he was stationed in Alaska and in Nebraska. And so, 
from from a country that hates itself yes to alaska where white people power is the way to go yeah to nebraska where it's not a whole lot different no to utah where it's definitely not different and and, and, and by the way this guy's not white really no what ethnicity are we speaking of i would uh his father is of pacific islander descent and his mother's white yeah Pacific Islander, like like he's kind of he looks a little like Hawaiian, is, Samoan, yeah, yeah like Hawaiian, like he's yeah. got that the, the darker like Filipino pigmented skin. Yeah. So. Wow. So does he does he ever stop to think that a lot of white police officers may look at him and think there's yeah. a racial minority? I need to stop and frisk him. That's why I said I'm like I've never been pulled over. He's like you're in the car with me that one time. I'm like yeah, you were driving. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder why we were pulled over. Certainly like, wasn't because I, I, Ryan was driving. I, I, that's what I told him. I said, because a person of race was fucking driving the car. <laughs> wow. Like, we got pulled over for a bullshit reason. And guess what? You were the one driving. <laughs> Not me. The white and kid wasn't driving the and car. you're advocating this bullshit. Because uh, in his mind, stop and frisk random searches of people that are suspicious, that you suspect might be... It's perfectly fine to keep everybody else safe, even though they Fuck might it, have nothing fucking... let's do it for every fucking... single fucking person walking and down the road, then. That's what I said. He goes, well, that's just fucking ACLU coming and changing shit. I'm like, no, it's what's <laughs> fucking right. I want to change gears. Okay, okay. let's do it. I want to go to what's uh, what's happening with with the, the backlash of the SCOTUS ruling, which I wasn't here for last week, but... We missed you a lot for that. <sighs> That's I'm right. glad you. I'm glad you had a good time. I put yeah. Thanks. Camping. thanks, man. I put together a little paragraph that I want to get out of the way here. Okay, let's while do I it. was in my tent, but I'll do that in a minute. While I was in my tent, yeah, I, I pitched I, a tent and thought of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, first I thought of you guys, then I pitched oh, a tent. Oh, right, I had that backward. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh no, frozen beer, half frozen. It's or did you bang everywhere. it on something? On um, okay, so there, there's been some craziness going on since the SCOTUS ruling that um, all citizens should have equal rights and somehow people are fucking going nuts about it on the religious right particularly. What equality? That's not acceptable. You attacked my religion. (laughs) So I picked up an article uh, and I it was it's from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, Dennis Bird actually authored this and I thought you know maybe this would be Is it half frozen? Yeah. Did you pull it off the top? Yeah. Ah, that's why it's close to the freezer. <laughs> and I thought, you know, Chicago, you know, maybe this would give me a little bit of an update of what's going on. This this guy should write for cartoons. He's so full of fucking hyperbole and bullshit. <laughs> I started reading it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm keeping this for the show because this is fucking out of control. Does he think you can walk like 10 feet off a cliff and not realize that you're off the cliff until you look down? <laughs> right. Well, as, as long as you don't hold up a sign saying, oops, you won't fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I titled it, but I don't want to share my toys <laughs> news. Um, and he starts it by saying, the world isn't coming to an end now that same-sex marriage is legal in all states, but the way that the Supreme Court forced its historic change on everyone is clear, present, and grave danger. (laughs) So I read that first paragraph, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? (laughs) Uh, The court unnecessarily interrupted the formation of a national... 
consensus approving gay. I'm going to have trouble with words. I do this <laughs> every fucking this. time. No, I didn't write it. I didn't fucking write this. What are you talking? Who said I wrote this? I'm joking. <laughs> oh, you wrote the first paragraph. No, I didn't. Well, the paragraph in your tent. Oh, you didn't. No, get to that, that yet. no, that no, that's no. You'll know when it's my when it's my writing. <laughs> this is this is the Chicago. I, I got some it's going beer in to my be eye. so much better. Obviously, <laughs> it will be. It I will believe be. you. I believe you. <laughs> but it'll sound like me. Does this sound like me, Ryan? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> All right. So uh, Dennis Dennis Byrne of the Chicago Tribune goes on to say, the court unnecessarily interrupted the formation of the national consensus approving gay marriage and set the stage for unremitting, costly, and fruitless battles over how high this court's dictum should be applied. It's reminiscent of how Americans were forging a middle ground on abortion and de- on demand in their state legislatures de- decades ago, until the high-handed court stepped in with unchallengeable, autocratic, and poorly argued decisions in Roe v. Wade. Autocratic, really? Yeah, and unchallengeable and high-handed court and all that stuff. Yeah. So the fight for same-sex marriage isn't over. That I agree with. What's this fucking guy's name? Dennis Bird. Dennis Bird. Den- no, sorry, Dennis Byrne. Dennis oh, Byrne. B-Y-R-N-E. I was going to have to use related to Larry at first. <laughs> no. <clears throat> uh, Wasn't he in Men Without Hats? I'm too young. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, la, la, la. The fight for same-sex marriage isn't over, not by a long shot. I agree. People on opposite ends of the argument will make sure of that. Yes, that's true. It uh, goes on about Kennedy's majority opinion. Uh, to justify the decision, Kennedy had to twist the equal protection clause of the constitution into an unrecognizable form that will, that will open the door to many and fantastic claims for equality. Did he twist it into a pretzel? Cause I recognize that one. Yeah, those, but that would be Jewish. So no, but, but fantastic claims for equality. Yeah. Why, who, how can you justify objecting to equality? You what shouldn't. is your fucking problem? All right. The Supreme Court's job, as it is set down in the Constitution, according to Dennis Byrne, uh, and case law, is to decide what actions are lawful. Yes, and that's what they did. But this overreaching decision, he says, the Supreme Court determined that it that it could exclusively divine what is wise and proper, no matter what a Congress elected by the American citizens has determined. It divined it. It just had just had a yeah. couple fucking rods out in front of it, right. waving yeah, them around. Right, right. right. Wait until they cross. Wait until they cross. Also, isn't divine a good thing from this fuck? What are you talking about? From this guy's perspective, it should be. What the fuck, dude? And and when he's talking about, like, the rules and shit, I I didn't see any of the dissenting judges say anywhere inside the Constitution where this couldn't be allowed. Besides citing jiggery-pokery and (laughs) popcorn or whatever. Nice. (laughs) Uh, He goes on to say that this court has cast its role as the supreme leader, like that guy running things in Iran. Wait, did the did the Supreme Court just come out and say, just, just this is what we've decided, here's our fiat, fucking follow it. No, this <laughs> went to them, right? They had to make a decision. It wasn't that they right. all gathered together and said, this is what we are going to tell the American people they have to do. Right, right. Um. He goes on to talk about how dangerous that can be with the Supreme Court at the top of the leadership and uh, deviates from the formula of three co-equal branches of government the Constitution created. No, it doesn't. It fucking follows it exactly. I know. That's why when I started reading this, I'm like, I'm fucking keeping this because this guy's out of his fucking mind. 
having taken over the question of marriage, lock, stock, and barrel, um, I said, yeah, this was the case taken by the court with the intention of ruling on it. What's the issue? God. Of course they ruled on it, you fucking moron. That's what they did. That's what they took the case it's for. Not like their job. It's not like they didn't hear the arguments on either side. Right. Come up with a decision. For a few days. Yeah. An Months. example of the yeah. most immediate issue, he says. Just how much coercion can the government apply to force religions to bend to the will of government? Coercion and yeah. force. Jesus. That's where I said, oh, here we go. Okay. Um, religions are also required to follow laws, fuck nut. <laughs> if they don't, the government is authorized to step in. This is the yeah. most common misunderstanding from the re- religious right. They think that religious freedom is religious exemption. Yeah. They a, people can marry, and you can still worship a 2,000-year-old invisible homeless socialist cave Jew. <laughs> but you do have to follow the law. Yeah. The Supreme Court in no way stepped outside their bounds. No. No. In fact, it shouldn't have even been that close. No. And the thing is, the case worked its way up to the Supreme Court. It went to the lower courts, and it made its way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decided to Went to the to lower courts, yep. went to the state yep. courts. Yes. Yep. Went it to went the, through went all to the, the federal legal, courts. Yep. 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 But this is the beginning of an endless chain of expected challenges to religious liberty. The first of all rights enumerated in the Bill of Rights, he laments, how odd that the high court's slightest majority found an unwritten right in the Constitution that could supersede the First Amendment's clearly written directive that Congress shall make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion. And they did no, th- no such thing, sir. This and, uh, fucking guy, this fucking guy and all of the Christians that, that <laughs> believe the way he does, they, they're, they're complaining about losing the freedom to tell other people what they're free yeah. to do. That's uh, why, I, that's why I say they're confusing religious liberty with religious yeah. exemption. Did, did yeah. he forget the other part of that sentence in the First Amendment? Yes. Yeah, I figured he forgot the part where yeah. it says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I say that's why the, the judges ruled that way. These are not atheist justices. They're almost all fucking Catholics. Do you think if they were anti-religious, they would have done it at all, you fucking idiot? God. I'm surprised they haven't attacked the, is it the Fourth Amendment that says there shall be no religious tests in order to hold office. And even yeah. even if they're not all Christians, they are all religious. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They're not atheists. Yeah. yeah. Right. So some of them are able to take is. their religious and put it aside and go, what is right here? What does the Constitution say? Because they are constitutional lawyers. Their job is to look at the Constitution, go, okay, does that meet that? Okay, according to the Constitution, it says this. And yes, they have that right. Mm-hmm. That's their only fucking job. The threat to religion lurking ahead, it was starkly revealed during oral arguments when Justice Samuel Alito asked the government's lawyer, Solicitor General Donald Verrilli, if a religious-affiliated college that opposes same-sex marriage could lose government funding. If it opposed interracial marriage, Verrilli's response, it's going to be an issue. And he says, indeed. And I say, and it fucking should be. Absolutely. They never should have had that in the first place. Yeah. And again, discrimination is illegal. Turn the argument around once in a while. Jesus Christ, if a Muslim didn't allow women or Christians, would the government support that? No. And the and that's the correct answer. You fucking idiots need to think once in a while, what if it was turned on you? Yeah. 
You That's f- the point, though. God, they can't yeah. think they out of their own that. fucking little box. I know. They can't put themselves in any other situation besides the privileged Christian male situation in which they find themselves. Yeah. They, they never stop to think about the perspective of it ever being mm-hmm. turned against them. Yeah, and this is why atheists and liberals score higher on AQ points in any measurable way to detect you know, intelligence. Well, and I just is. said that, and, and after saying it, I thought to myself, maybe that maybe that's not always true. Maybe they do somewhat try to project themselves into another position and, and realize, oh shit, maybe one day the Muslims will be in the majority and they're going to want to try to strip shit away from me as a Christian. They never, but they never stop to think of it as just, just strip yeah. all of the religious of bullshit it. out of the way. Just treat everybody like a decent fucking human being. It's like when people, when they fear Sharia law is coming. I didn't get your point on that. That well, I, I I had initially said that you know they can only ever look at it through their own oh. you know Christian colored glasses. That yeah, you know you're taking away my right to discriminate right. against other people or to yeah, tell right, other right. people how you know how much freedom they can right. have. Yeah, you're 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 making it illegal for me to be illegal. Yeah, yeah, that they can't ever think outside of their own little box. Right, but maybe maybe they do for a second think. Well, shit, what if I'm not in the majority? I need to fight to keep whatever type oh. of majority opinion that I and privilege that oh, okay. I have so that that never goes away. Rather than protecting the rights of everybody. Yeah, I'm prote- no. I'm looking okay. out for my own my specific privilege. interests only. Right, yeah. right, right. That would still be fucking dumb. Well, yeah, either way, yeah. they're fucking either, wrong. Either way, they're wrong and they're fucking dumb. Yeah. Well, it's just like, because that's the, that's the most, I mean, those two things, either nobody else has other views or we got to stay in power so nobody else can take it away from me. Those are both the most short sighted possibilities there are. Yeah. Look, and look that's at, fucking look dumb. at how many Christians fear Sharia law coming into our country. It's like, do you do yeah, realize but they have their own version of it? Yeah. Yes. But I'm like, I'm all saying, do you, they not realize that our laws prevent that from happening now but what the christians are trying to do is open it up to the possibility of sharia law coming in and they don't realize that their best allies in this country are Are atheists atheists. (laughs) who are trying to protect them from that very thing we're trying to protect you from yourself dumbass (laughs) yeah now take your fucking three iq points and sit in the child's corner you (laughs) fucking dumbass to live in this country the way it was meant to be as a secular nation yes you fucking idiots all right back to this um, now that I'm calm, are, are, you, <laughs> you got about two minutes of being calm. Uh, blah, 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 blah. okay. Anti-discrimination is legal. Turn around on the argument yourself. Yeah, we covered all that. That prompted the heads of more than 70 religious affiliated schools to warn that the ruling would endanger those that adhere to quote, traditional religious and moral values to which I said, what is this, quote, moral high ground you claim, by the way? Oh, oh, it's that book? Yeah, the government's not allowed to value that thing. So what is the objection? Yeah, it's... <clears throat> uh, but in well, their minds, they are. That's, that's where they yeah, get that's, their teachings they, they, from. Yeah, they want that. That's what our country is based on. Yeah, because they just cannot see that eventually the Quran will become that book. Uh, will the tax-exempt status and government grants be cut off to the schools that still respect, teach, and uphold these values? And I say, I hope so, and bigoted churches as well. What of a college that refuses to provide student housing to married same-sex couples? What of a church that refuses to rent its basement hall for the same-sex wedding reception? Numerous religious charities and hospitals could be targeted. 
State civil rights commissions and private lawsuits will round out the threat. And I said, yes, targeted in a sense, this will help weed out the most egregious offenders Mm -hmm. first for removing undue and illegal tax exemptions they've enjoyed and abused for decades anyway. That's that's the other thing there that people don't get is if you own a business, if you run a business, you are obliged to follow certain regulations and laws. Among those laws are to not discriminate against people that you hire or employ. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are a religious institution, you are exempt from those laws. Right. You're you're you have the benefit of using the the tax money that has been spent in order to support your business thus far, the roads to your business, the yes. parking lot, the plumbing, mm, the yes. electricity, all of the infrastructure that you're enjoying as a business owner and a taxpayer, you have to follow certain federal and state regulations right. in order to operate operate your business. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't the, matter what your beliefs are. Yeah, no, the, I, I, uh, I have the right to refuse business to anybody does not fly in that situation. Nope. If you have an unruly customer in your store, yes, you can... Re- Reserve yep. the right to refuse service. If they do not follow, if they come in and walk in naked, you can say, sir, please get out of here. Yeah, that, that yeah. refers to conduct. Yeah, but there are yes. some specific reasons and, and qualifications that as a business owner, you cannot discriminate against somebody. Exactly. Yeah, so if he- you have two heterosexual couples come in and kiss and you sell them a cake, but you will not sell it to the homosexual couple that come in and make kiss. Sorry. Right. That does not work that way. Yeah, so he goes on to whine about the endangerment of colleges and universities, and he says to punish those institutions for their beliefs is to it beliefs is a profound and momentous betrayal of the people who came to this continent hundreds of years before the Constitution was ratified, seeking religious liberty. And I said, It's not a punishment of beliefs. You're free to have those, but you can't act in illegal ways no matter what the belief is, and that is supposed to be the same for everyone. That good old secular privilege, like all the pedophiles, should go to jail, right? Fucking asshole. Yeah, regardless of their religious leanings. (laughs) Right, right. And in response, our good old Senator Mike Lee. Mm. Fuck that guy. He's such an asshole. Yep. And Raul Labrador of Idaho introduced the First Amendment Defense Act that would ban discriminatory government treatment, such as the withholding of government grants against any person or institution that supports traditional marriage. They've taken the First Amendment and flipped it on its fucking head. So here's what I said. One can support both. I, for one, support marriage generally to those who want... To get married. Those who want it, gay and straight. But that's not what we're talking about. These guys are talking about only supporting one kind of marriage, and that is discrimination. Yeah. Why is this so fucking hard to understand? And just because same-sex marriage is now legal does not not open up any other kind of perverted marriage that you think of. of Yeah, it's it's uh, really not that hard to understand. It's not. It's marriage. It has nothing to do with your fucking religion. No. Go to your goddamn church that's on every... Look, every time I drive to the store, I'm an atheist in this country, and I happen to know that this country was set up by at least a few atheists... And I have to watch everybody on a fucking Sunday go to your fucking stupid chapels every time and block up my goddamn roadway because they're too fucking lazy to park next to the door. So fuck you. Or even in the same fucking parking lot, they have to yeah. pick the they have to pick the spot closest yeah, to the door. Yeah, yeah. So fuck so they can you. make a speedy getaway in your fucking liberties. Yeah, the one on my street does the same thing. The entire street's filled with cars, and the parking lot's half full. Yeah. I, I have two Mormon churches and a fucking Catholic church, and I can never get out anywhere on Sunday. It drives me fucking crazy. There is a New Age church by my house. <laughs> anyway. That's an old gas station that only a has about five church? people. 
what's the New Age Church? I don't know. There's only about five people at it. Yeah, well, they go well, eat five cars and fuck dirt and stuff. No, <laughs> no, I would go to that church. Pet each other's dreadlocks. <laughs> Fucking a right. Let, where is that one? I'm gonna massage your aura. Hey, any church <laughs> nice. where you're allowed to do shrooms on Sunday and pet people's auras, I'm down. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, he closes with, of course, if this law is enacted, the Supreme Court could always, and if in in its infinite wisdom, kill it. You know, and I said, well, when the Supreme Court says that you're no longer allowed to pray at home or go to church of your choosing, I'll agree with you. Yeah. But as for churches in America being required to follow American laws like everybody else for once will remain miles apart. So fuck you. All right. Now, Dennis Byrne, (laughs) on to my paragraph. Okay. Which Ryan mistakenly thought. Well, I wrote that last my, article. My beer overflowed, and then I went to go wipe my eye, and I wiped some some like beer into my eye, and it stung. Now you can see better. I can't. My I got <laughs> beer in my left eye, so it's this a little will, cloudy. This will be quick. So I I missed last week, and last week was just after the SCOTUS ruling for yep. marriage equality. So mm-hmm. I I wrote down a few thoughts while I was out at uh, the Snake River. Oh, um, <clears throat> the, what, this is, did it did it make you eat any apples, or is it plums? What did the snake make? Oh tea? yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Never mind. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We did. We we went to the garden, olive, olive garden of Eden. Is that what you're talking about? Because <laughs> the apple bees is forbidden. I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Excellent. Okay. I, I made some Tuscany soup based off of olive garden recipe this weekend. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> uh, these were my thoughts during the week. Things have changed, but th- this is what the four opinions in opposition to marriage equality came from staunch Catholics sitting on the Supreme Court. Not only is it unconstitutional to rule or oppose based on the pronouncements of any holy book, they do it anyway, but worse than that is they're all supporters philosophically and financially of an international criminal organization. It can't be known for sure if the justice's exact plate donations are being used to move pedophile priests into hiding uh, to avoid pro- pr- prosecution. But the fact that it's even a possibility their money could be used in such a way and they still give is evidence of their suspect character. By publicly, by publicly claiming to be devout Catholics, they are also providing social support for the hideous actions of that church. But still, they opposed gay marriage vehemently. So I'm left wondering why support something so obviously terrible and oppose something that isn't. The answer is, if you want Catholics to object to sodomy, tell them it's consensual and with adults. Nice. Excellent point. Thank you. That was really good, man. Thank you. I liked it very much. All right. What's next? We missed you last week. Thank you. Missed you well, guys. just like last week where we held out this one till the end. Oklahoma's back again. Oh, that rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> the Oklahoma phobics. Well, it's not the Oklahoma phobics. Oh. It's the Oklahoma ten. We call them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works just as well. So good. <laughs> Commandmenteers. Yeah, let's call them. Yeah, the nice. ten Commandmenteers. <laughs> well, this, this. I wanted to play this little bit of an interview with. Uh, uh, Megan Kelly on Fox talking to Doug Mesner. Okay, yeah. Oh, AKA, yeah. I love this. AKA Lucian Greaves. Yes. <laughs> I just thought this was awesome. Of course, I, I, I think any, anything Doug does any, is awesome. Yeah. Any, I think anything Doug does is fucking, it's, it's, he's had the, he has the Midas touch for awesome. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I just wanted to play this this bit of an interview with him and Megyn Kelly on Fox. We need to have him back soon. Well, a group of Satanists is tonight claiming victory after a court told the state of Oklahoma to remove a monument to the Ten Commandments from the state capitol. Before the ruling, the Satanists wanted to install their own tribute, a pagan idol. Baphomet. Showing a bearded goat, something like this, on the capitol grounds, right? Showing Next a picture of these yeah. trying so hard. Joining to us smile. now, Randy Brogdon, who's a former Oklahoma state senator who authored the bill to install the Ten Commandments monument. Also, Lucian Graves, spokesman for the Satanic Temple. We will begin with Lucian. All right, Lucian. <laughs> so is it like it. Lucian, as in Lucifer? Is that where? Is that uh, no. Why you're called that? No. Sure, as you like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as you like. I don't like. Is that your birth name? No. No, it's not. Okay. So, what is it that first drew <laughs> nice. you to the Satanic Temple? Well, I, I helped co-found the Satanic Temple. Why? <laughs> uh, why? Because it, it is an embodiment of my deeply held beliefs, and I think there's a s- distinct need for a counterbalance against uh, the dominant religious privilege in America today. Yes. Way to do your homework Ex- there, Megan yeah. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> not, not only that, but what a succinct answer. And I love the fact that Lucian is using that awkward silence to make her <laughs> fill it with something awkward. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he he, he's fine with just letting her sit yeah, there. He's just, he's just answering the questions and letting her look like a fucking and fool. And he's yeah, using the so same verbiage great. they use. Yeah. Deeply held beliefs. Yeah, it's fucking perfect. Yeah, I just I thought it was awesome when she's like, is that your birthday? And he's like, no, nope. it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Apparently you haven't done any fucking yeah, yeah. homework to figure out who I am because yeah. you could find it within Anywhere. five fucking seconds. Yeah. Exactly. With a simple yeah. fucking Google search. E- easily. <laughs> easily. Yeah. Fox don't have nice. no Google. <laughs> what are the deeply held beliefs that drew you to the Satanic Temple? Well, it. we have seven tenets. You can look them up online. But Had you bothered to do any fucking research? <laughs> and, uh, essentially, we view uh, Satan as a symbolic embodiment of the ultimate uh, rebel against tyranny. Okay, so now you're you're happy because you got the Ten Commandments taken down. But do you are you still pushing to have the goat with the horns and so on put up on the state capitol grounds? No, we we don't want our monument there without the Ten Commandments there. Um, the point uh, all along was that it would complement and contrast the Ten Commandments and reaffirm that we live in a pluralistic nation that respects uh, diversity and religious liberty. Exactly. But the thing so. with the, you know, the, the horns and so on, the, the Ten Commandments goes up because not only does it have some religious meaning, but it has historical meaning, too. I mean, would you acknowledge yeah. that about the Ten Commandments? Well, I would. Uh, well, yes, if you would acknowledge that. Baphomet has historical uh, meaning as the well. Baphomet is the goat back, with the, uh, yeah, the with image at least goes back to the 19th century. It's at least as old as Mormonism in any Nice. Yes. Okay. I like okay, that. Okay, so <laughs> let's say it does, but do you acknowledge that about the Ten Commandments? So there's nothing, you have no problem with the Ten Commandments standing there next to uh, your devil figure, right? That's correct. So long as uh, multiple points of view are allowed, um, there's nothing wrong with the religious monument being up. But uh, that really wasn't the argument that Oklahoma was making. They were saying that it wasn't a religious monument and that it, uh, the Ten Commandments monument served a secular purpose, which is outright false. Well, they the U.S. Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court was, found that. I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court has already ruled that the Ten Commandment, that the displays not only have a religious significance, but also a historical one. 
Well, you're talking a different type of issue because in Oklahoma, they were ruling by the state constitution, not the federal constitution. I know, so it's an entirely it's, different issue. If you're talking it's Texas, it's a moot point. It's not that different, but you're right. Oh, Texas, it's entirely different. In, in we're te- talking different constitutions. I, I've looked at we're them both. state constitution versus federal constitution. I, I know. So I looked at them both. I practiced law for like a decade. Yeah, too, but so you're I, a fucking I, moron. I did read them and see a lot of similar words. Oh, my God. I have... Uh, Holy I saw shit. I saw the word the ten times, and I saw the word and five, oh and there's a few A's in there. There were similar words. <laughs> the, dude, he's got at least four times the IQ point she has, what and she, she just cannot even understand what he's talking about, and he's do, making his best attempt to talk down to her. Her fucking face throughout yeah. the cell oh, is God. just like twitching. Okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, she's just valley girling him. Yeah. I've, I've the read whole them time. both. I've read them both, and they okay, have well, similar yeah, words. Got similar words. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. They're Although both written not, in English. It's so the yeah. Oklahoma the same Supreme thing. Court versus the Federal Supreme Court. Those are totally different things. You fucking idiot. You're if gonna you, you're well, gonna love the end of this. No, year. it's it's no fucking surprise that if she wants to come out and say, "Well, I studied law," that you're a fucking journalist. That's why. You moron! And like every yeah. other lawyer, she's a liar. On Fox, that's, that's why you're a fucking journalist. You couldn't hack it. You couldn't yeah. hack yes. it as a fucking exactly as a fucking attorney. so. Right? You are gonna love the end of this. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait. Lucian, thank you. Good luck to you. And, and, and I taught you, and I taught you that there was a separation between the uh, that there was a difference between the federal constitution and the state constitution. Oh, nice. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, wow. sir. Well done. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I just, oh. I love that the, the look on Doug's face is like, mm-hmm, gotcha. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a little bit smug, and she's kind of like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I just thought that was so fucking amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> I loved everybody. So the rest of that, the rest of these interviews is, is her is the other, to yeah. God, is how does she not know that? <laughs> but but now I looked at them both and they both had similar words so clearly they're yeah. the same thing right so Clifford and Garfield are the same <laughs> they both say it's not allowed <laughs> fucking moron uh, I just thought that was so fucking awesome that is funny so but then we have the newest news the newest news the what's newest the, news what's the, the newest, newest news? news they're refusing to take the Ten Commandments down even ah, despite the decision from the Supreme Court from their own state's constitution which forbids any religious uh, displays on state capital grounds fucking Mary Fallon uh, there is an article I did put in the Google document Oh, did you? Yes. That's going to take me a second to pull that up. We should have probably uh, done that ahead of time. Dude, she, she, she's been a problem ever since. I, I, I know Seth Andrews, who is in, I think Tulsa, talks about, yeah. talks about Mary Fallon as being a problem as a governor for that state. But basically, you know, we, uh, we've got a whole article, but I won't go through it. But they, they've had the Ten Commandments up on. Uh, public land for quite a while now, and there's been a suit against having that. And the Oklahoma Supreme Court ruled that it's that it's no longer it's it's no longer to be displayed on state grounds. Yes, that it's got to come down according to their own state constitution. According to the state constitution, yes. And you were t- we're talking about Oklahoma justices, right? That are saying this can't stay, right? So you know it's fucking bad. Yeah, well, they're and, like okay, but and now and the governor, you know that you know that they're not 
atheists no, on course. the Oklahoma State of Supreme course. Court. Right? They, 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 they're doing this very reluctantly, but they, they said, yes, it's got to come down. And the governor, Mary Fallon, is saying, well, f- fuck them. We're going to keep it yeah. up anyway. That's pretty much what she did. So I don't know if the, uh, when I saw this, I turned to my wife and I was like, what do they do now? Does this, has this happened before yeah. where a government, where a governor has just said, ah, forget about what the, the courts have said. We're going to do it anyway. I, I don't know. Yeah. What kind of sanctions I don't know if there's can a, they put in? Yeah. Place? Exactly. I don't know. Is there precedent for that? I mean, no. Well, I, I think she, in this video, I mean, other, here, than, like, other than like, was it George Wallace and, and refusing to allow integration of schools? Yeah. And having the, Having the National Guard called show in. up and force I mean, what, them to allow the students into the school. Yeah, but they're not going to do that over yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're not going to roll out the National Guard to take down the Ten Commandments right, statue but, in but Oklahoma. I, but I would think at very least she she should be, you know, completely wiped of her position and never allowed to work in a in a public facility. You know, yeah, capacity I wonder. I, again. Yeah, like I say, I well, wonder what kind of what kind of sanctions can be imposed on her. For I don't this. know. But Lucian should should keep pushing now to have it put back oh, up there since they're not yeah. taking yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah, well, so this and I bet he will. Yeah. So this has a little uh, video here. Let's see what this says. The Ten Commandments must move. The Oklahoma Supreme Court makes a ruling, but some lawmakers already have a new plan to keep the granites in place. And that's where we begin at 4:30 with the Oklahoma Supreme Court's decision. A monument that supporters said reflected the history of law, violates the state constitution according to the court, and now the 10 commandments monument must leave state property. But there are already plans to fight the high court's decision. News Channel 4's Leslie Rangel is live at the Capitol with the latest on that. Leslie, what'd you find out? Well, Kevin, as you can imagine, supporters of the monument are upset. Some Laker, some lawmakers are calling for the impeachment of the Supreme Court justices who made the ruling, and the Attorney General's office wants a rehearing of the case. They believe the monument should stay as a historical one, not a religious one. Yeah, of course. It's been removed once, although... Which, they're arguing the, the historicity of it, right? Yes, what history? Which which was perfect with Doug's comment of, well, mm-hmm. sure, you know, if you want to argue the histor- the histor- the historical views of the Ten Commandments, you can also argue the uh, yes. historical views of Baphomet. Right. Well, but the other thing is... None if, if of our you, laws are based off of the Ten Commandments. Well, I mean, you could even make the case that some might be. And that's fine oh, with me. That's fine. But if you want to make the historical argument... Go back to Exodus, right? Which none of you fucking toothless, IQless, piece of shit, third grade dropout <laughs> Christians know, and tell me where you isolate these ten from that fucking book because there's yeah. six hundred and thirteen others. Yeah. Where do you find this perfect list of ten? And should we display all of them? They watched the movie. You know, because you guys better not be going to Red Lobster. That's in there too, you fucking <laughs> morons. Quit wearing polyester. Yeah, don't wear polyester. None of that shit. Fucking, you guys are. F- so no, if they want to make it, I don't know. If they want to make it a historical argument, and you want to go all the way back to that, then there's six hundred and what thirteen or six hundred twenty-three. I can't even remember. There's a lot. Six hundred twenty-three. It's over six hundred yeah. for sure. Yeah, of the commandments throughout Exodus. How do you isolate these ones? And they're yeah. all historical. Yeah. It's been removed once, although that was due to a man who crashed into it last October, saying Satan <laughs> told him to do it. Now it's in the hot seat again. The Oklahoma Supreme Court says public property shall not be used to support any religion. The problem is the court today has ruled and they said, oh, well, it's 
doesn't comply with the Oklahoma Constitution because it's a religious, um, uh, a religious monument. No one's ever said it's a religious monument. Well, some people may have, uh, that not the people that passed the bill. Uh, uh, the says former state representative who helped spearhead the placement idiot. of the monument says they will. It fucking says right across it, Ten Commandments, I am the Lord, Lord thy God. God. Jesus. <laughs> Fight the decision. To emphasize the, uh, the, uh, the roots of where our country came from, where our state was founded on, and things of that nature, uh, uh, I mean, we know the ten, there's uh, the Ten Commandments reference at the U.S. Supreme Court. The Oklahoma. Okay, Supreme. this guy that they're interviewing, no. this guy they're interviewing is a former state representative. Yeah, and he has no fucking idea where the Ten Commandments come from. Where he has no idea where comes the Constitution from. comes from. He has no idea what the the country was founded on. He has no idea what the Ten Commandments were founded on. He has no fucking idea about any of the words he's saying. And I would bet you a dollar to fucking donut. That he doesn't fucking know. gold. That he doesn't. That he doesn't. That he could not off the you top of his head. You hesitated to say that because you knew I was gonna woohoo gold you on it. <laughs> no, I've heard. It I before. would it's bet a, you. I would bet you that he cannot name off the top of his head all ten commandments. Oh, I bet you. I bet you he can't even name the book in the Bible where those commandments come oh, from. Oh, even better, yeah. I bet he can't even name half the founding fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. yeah, I bet you not. None of that. And I bet you he would say that even Benjamin Franklin and James Madison, who were absolutely not Christians, who were Christians. Who were the two main... I bet you would say that. Who were two of the main writers of the fucking Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Who have are basically fucking atheists. Yeah. Well, Benjamin Franklin, certainly. James Madison, almost certainly. But James Madison also had the thing where he said that the United States is not based on Christianity yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, the Treaty of, the treaty the treaty of Tripoli. Tripoli. Yeah. Right, which he knows nothing about. And then and then you've got Jefferson, right, who was a deist at best. Yeah. Right? And, and also... And, then, and there's a whole other... And, and yes, there were Christian founders of this country, but the, the, the country was founded on a whole bunch of diverse... People who wanted to make it fair for everybody. Yeah. And now they want to say there was and all wanted- a whole bunch of modern Baptists who wrote the Constitution just for me. And they wanted to get away from the autocratic rule of, of a fucking of religion. A, of, I know. Religion. <laughs> fucking morons. To that nature, uh, uh, I mean, we know the ten, there's uh, the Ten Commandments reference at the U.S. Supreme Court. The yeah, Oklahoma that, uh, Supreme Court very, may have very, spoken, very. but for now, it's doubtful the monument will be moved anytime soon. That's just uh, bumps in the road. For what? <laughs> now, today, Representative Kevin Cowley called the Supreme Court's decision judicial bullying and says lawmakers could decide to change the state constitution to keep that monument in place. More oh, on that geez. coming up tonight at 6. Reporting live at the state capitol, news, Leslie Rangel, News Channel. Well, just like Lucia so, was trying to explain to Mel, yeah. Megan Kelly, there's a difference between state and federal regulations. Yes. So they can change their state constitution all they want, but they still have to comply to fe- federal regulations. Well, and I will b- fe- <laughs> I'll bet you dollars to donuts that uh... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but there's, I can't even remember the other ones he said. There's even one point where uh the governor said there's we have three other branches here that we that didn't even take this thing up, basically. Like, well, no, it went straight to the top. Um, well, what, your are the, other three, what are the other three? Your, there's only three. What are the yeah. other three branches? I don't that know. Didn't she see said it? there's. A, they got three branches there in Miss. Well, God. in uh, Oklahoma. 
That's why I love to take precedence. I'm like, no, actually, the <laughs> Supreme Court. That's why. That's why I love Matt Dillahunty's response when he's talking to people and they're like, "Well, have you ever even read the Bible?" And he's like, "Yes. Have you read anything else?" <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh. Jesus, we do all this fucking work, you know. We, we, you know, we go figure out all this apologetics and we study all of these fucking arguments and counter apologetics and you know what are the most sophisticated things out there and we get out there and they're like well what if you're wrong <laughs> oh god i've wasted my whole fucking life oh, well. jesus christ you since know? we don't really like Fuck. what the supreme court said about our constitution we're gonna change our constitution so that way we can allow religious yeah. people to do whatever the fuck we want god, it's, it's fucking infuriating it, well it's ridiculous i mean you you've it, got it's totally ridiculous you've got people that should know better yeah <laughs> arguing against their own fucking state constitution. Not only that, but they're arguing against their own self-interest. And, and they don't even fucking know it. Yeah. And they just think, oh, well, because because atheists are bad. Well, like I said, that I, we can't agree with them. Like I said, I wonder I wonder if it's that they're that they're not really arguing against their own interests, right? They they realize what their interests are and are fighting tooth and fucking nail to protect those but interests. That's, but but okay, yes, maybe maybe so. I'll be willing like to Like that like that just occurred I'll be, to me this evening, <laughs> I know. Right? And I'll be willing yeah. to give them the inch from the fact that they don't know anything to the fact that they're trying to rule everything. But the fact is that's still so fucking short-sighted. Absolutely. Still, Absolutely. They're still fucking morons. Particularly in light of the way things are progressing against yeah. that fucking view. Yeah. 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 They're what they're trying to do is open the door for Sharia law. Uh-huh. And they have no idea. Uh-huh. They they have no fucking idea. I would I would like to see fucking Glenn Beck crying on his show oh, about how Christians are kicking open the door for Sharia law. That'd be funny. <laughs> right. You yeah. don't know. You don't know. This is this is modern day Nazism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on next week's yeah. show, Glenn Beck cries over Sharia law. <laughs> <laughs> or just, I mean, it's his second term. He should just come out and be like, uh, this is Barack yeah. Obama, uh, the world's most famous Muslim. <laughs> you know, now, everybody has to abide by that. But we we are at that time again tonight, folks. Uh, Already so soon. I know. I have so fucking much, time flies. I have so much news is. I know. We didn't even get to how Russell Wilson talks to God and shit. I know, and God told him not to fuck. Yeah. Oh, also, I call soon, bullshit on that. As soon as he threw that pass, he had an orgasm. God told him, "I'm using you." Oh, <laughs> that's what he told him, and he said. It's, did, not, did, it's not only important to see how they react, but it's important for everyone to see how you react. And did, I'm like, did, if oh, God is talking to you, why does he make you lose? Yeah. What the f- <laughs> Who are you worshiping? I, I was going to say, does, does God stick doing? his hand right up Russell Wilson's ass and play on like a puppet when pass yeah. the ball for him and shit? I don't, I don't know, but if you can't beat the Cheatriots with God on your side, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with your football team? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, those balls must be all but flat. He, he, I mean, he, he, he probably skipped practice. God said he could. There's so many things I would still like to talk. I mean, there, there's things yeah. we had over from last week that I still I have know. up here oh, yeah. that I we got, wanted to cover. I got pages of stuff. One but. day one day we'll have to do a dogma debate length show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what, we do, what we do have coming up that we've got to schedule, even if we have to DVR it, is the godless interruption episode. What's that? 
What's of that? the Republican debates. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. Yes. We, gotta, will, we, we got, will do that. We, we will do we, that. Even if we have to DVR it, because I think a couple of us are going to be out of town here recently, but or at the end of this month, but if we have to DVR it and then do a special Godless Interruption episode... Well, it's, we, yeah, it's it's not until next month. It's until like the August. first week. Yeah, yeah it's the August. first week of August. Okay. That, that might be a special day planned out. We're like, Dan, let's get some uh, sofas in here. Fuck yeah. And uh, I would, I would love... <laughs> I would love to to just sit and watch that with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And, we'll, and, we'll, and do and like a live. Do oh yeah, it. yeah. Well, we'll have to do. We'll have to. We'll have to get it on the DVR, and then as we're going through it, we'll have to get to a point, and then I mean, I, I'll try to refrain myself so we're not pausing it every thirty five seconds, but still. <laughs> and then we'll let them say their whole point, and then go off. We'll, on we'll it. try to get let them get some stupid shit out, and then we'll refute it as a fourth grader would to a third grader in a yeah. debate. And and then we can move on through the debate, and then we can post that show. Yeah, yeah that was, that'll definitely be a long episode, but that'll be a lot of fun. I've been that, looking that forward might to be that a two parter for, for yeah. Well, I don't care, but I've been looking forward to that. I was that I was great, really yeah. looking forward to that. I was thinking about it oh, earlier yeah. today when I made that post on Facebook about you know I I came down for lunch and and watched a little bit of Rachel Maddow and she was talking about you know only the the top ten yeah. As far as polling goes, Republican candidates will be allowed in the first primary debate on Fox. And they basically have seven that are, you know, they're, they're the ones controlling the top numbers. And then you have like 13 other like people unknowns. who, who are, you know, who have like minuscule little numbers and they're all going to have to fucking fight and scrap to become part of the, the next three people yeah. to be in this debate. And what kind of crazy shit are they going to have to say and do <laughs> right. to get their numbers where they need right. to be to be able to yeah. pile out of the fucking clown car onto the stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what? What day is that? Scheduled I think it's for? August eighth. Was it August eighth? Uh, I would. I'd have to double check, but yeah, it's. It's. I think it's the first week of August. Yeah. So it'd be. It'd be about. The second week of August when we would have something like that up, but it'll, it'll, I think it'll be good. It'll be entertaining. I'm wondering if we'll have to do that on a Friday where I can just stay over or something, if that'd be all right. But yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to figure out my new schedule too. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that, yep. yeah. Yeah. Cause Ryan got a new job. Yeah. I got a new job. Uh, well, same job, different place. Transferred. Yeah. <laughs> Transferred. Yeah. <laughs> different department. I'm working for the, I'm going to be working for the army now. The oh. army? Yeah. No longer yeah, Air Force? No right. longer Air Force. It's right, army. Cause, yeah. Cause he's out. Yeah. He's in there. Get the so, uh, army there. base now. I did not know. August 6th. August 6th. All right. I was off by two days. August 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, or 7 p.m. our time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Fuck, we can, we can do one a month. What's, August, what's <laughs> August 6th? August 6th. Let me look at the calendar here. You mean what, what day of the day week of the is week. it? Yeah, please. Uh, let me pull up my calendar. We'll just do this all on air, everybody. Yeah. I think it's a August Thursday 6th or Thursday. Friday. Thursday? August 6th is the first Thursday mm. in August. It's a Thursday. August, yeah. Yeah, I told Thursday. you it was a Thursday. Okay. Fuck. You waffle twat? <laughs> I'm twat waffle. Freaking twat waffle, that's what it is. <laughs> waffle twat. <laughs> I said it backwards. Waffle twat. That's almost worse, dude. <laughs> it's nice and textured. It's very sweet. Uh, <laughs> Guam drizzle. Uh. <laughs> so that's a Thursday. I'm yes. down. I'm down whenever, man. I'll fucking yeah. clear my schedule. Yeah, I mean, we, I'll, I'll figure out my days off. What, what schedule be on for days off? We can get we can work in there a whole afternoon. Yeah, this. I mean, we could do the regular show on Wednesday and then get together either Thursday or Friday, Friday. or Saturday. If we if we could do the regular show on the fifth and then move possibly move the debate to Friday, that would be awesome for me. Yeah, but well, and by then it should be up on YouTube, so we can. Watch it wherever yeah, we can watch yeah. it ahead of time. Make our own little comments. Get together. Yeah. 
Fuck, do we want to do it live? I'll sacrifice it. We could do it Thursday. Well, well I mean, I we'll mean, find out when we, I'm working even if first. We do a, even if we do it live, it's not going to go out live. That's true. No. So That's true. Yeah. And, right. not, and not everybody who listens to us is going to be watching it live anyway. So. True. Plus, right. we don't have technology set up right now to go live. Yeah. I mean, it's here. We could probably do it. We just don't do it. Do yeah. it. We just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so fucking looking yeah. forward to this. Yeah, that'd though. be fun. Like, it's... I, like the next month is going to be glorious. Like, just watching like a, like a giddy schoolgirl. Like, what the fuck are they going to do and say? Like, what crazy fucking shit is going to like, spill out of how, Ted Cruz's mouth? How many more yeah. companies are going to dump Donald Trump? Oh man, I'm so no. Donald Trump is already one of the yeah, top seven. No, but yeah. all the all of his companies that he was working with have dropped him. Oh yeah, NBC and all the the model stuff. Hotels have dropped him. Yeah, uh, golf idiot. tournaments have dropped him. They won't use his his golf courses anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, they said he's lost like $30 million already. I'm so excited. It's going to be glorious. Like, let, you know, during the last cycle, they complained that there were too many debates. Yeah. And now there's just too many fucking, fucking people. people. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be awesome. I'm yeah. so excited. I mean, you said it. the debates where there's like four people on stage, and there's going to be fucking 10. Yeah. <laughs> 10 for the first one. I'm, I'm super uh, fucking stoked, man. All well, right. Thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can contact us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at TGR Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Religionon. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Godless Revolution. Email me. Yeah. Fuck Jesus and his <laughs> sandy wrist holes. Email <laughs> you, me right now. <laughs> and you can pre-order Dan Errol's new book right now. Oh, yeah, Dan Errol. Godless Parenting, and it comes out September 1st. Yeah, go out to Amazon. You can pre-order it now. Uh, find him on Facebook and on Twitter. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. look, look yeah. for his articles in Huffington Post, Patheos, and everywhere else he writes. Yeah. Very, very good work. Yeah. I, I really appreciate everything he does. Thank you very much for coming on the show tonight, yes. Dan. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Diane. And we will see you all next week. Me out. All right. Later, peoples. Bye. Bye. <laughs>